Welcome aboard the Ark. You're listening to the Hundred Podcast, a show about CW sci-fi series The Hundred. I'm Dan, your Mountain Man, and today I'm joined by my favorite grounder, Olga. Hey guys, today we'll be discussing The Hundred, season two, episodes one through eight. As we continue our recap of the first two seasons leading into season three, once again, I'm Dan and I have walked all of this show before, but this is Olga's first time walking through, so now only spoilers up through episode eight, Spacewalkers, as we lead into our analysis of these episodes. Olga, what did you think of your first dose of season two? I am loving it so much. <laughs> um, it just feels like there's been a drastic tonal shift that I prefer. Yep. Kind of with the weight of the implications that this show brings. Um, season two feels more focused mm. to me with those implications. Also, I'm so close to being caught up with everything. <laughs> I'm getting super antsy. I want to know what happens. Mm. Um, and my drive to know what happens is <laughs> more motivated now than it was with season one. Yeah. Like, with season one, I accidentally watched a lot of episodes <laughs> in a row. But, again, yeah, yeah, I, like, practically binged these eight episodes. Whatever, not focusing on that. <laughs> um, <laughs> but that was a conscious decision of, yeah, what, that ending? I need to know what yeah. happens. <laughs> so the fact that we have to podcast about it before I can keep watching is driving me mad <laughs> yeah and i also took a little longer to catch up this time than last time so i uh, holding holding olga back as she wants to talk but we had to wait a month between episode eight and episode nine so i don't feel yeah, that bad yeah <laughs> Crimea river it's in front of me right now i want to see it yeah. oh man and especially because i mean Here's the thing about these first eight episodes. I think that they're really great, and I think I mean I love season two, but they do have like the fin factor for me, which has positives and negatives. Whereas mm -hmm. now we're past, we're post fin. I am like, it's like a breath of fresh air. It's like we can move past this. <laughs> All the yeah. little issues that I have about this, I'm happy to move past. So I'm super excited to talk about the next. Uh, section of the show next week but uh, there's a lot of great stuff in here there's a lot of interesting debates i think we can have about these episodes too so it'll be definitely good. definitely um i don't know if i should save it but i'll just one of the things of touching on finn mm -hmm. because he was such a major factor yeah he had he had more to do these eight episodes than he did in the entirety of season one mm -hmm. um i would argue yeah. <laughs> uh is the fact that um, he was set up as one kind of character, mm. and he kind of became a different character. But, again, it makes sense. I wouldn't say it was out of the blue, mm. but it was also this choice, an, a writing choice, I would say, of trying to take time away from... In season one, they wrote a lot of time in for Bellamy and his complexity and what he's struggling with. Yeah, And it feels like with these eight episodes... Finn became the target of that complexity drama. Yeah. And that's the thing. There's so it's a big it's interesting to say because you said it feels more focused in season two. And in a lot of ways it does, but in a lot of ways it's everybody's sort of separated and we don't just have the A plot and the B plot anymore. We have like eight plots, which makes taking notes very difficult. <laughs> um but I don't think that that's a problem. I think we're getting the right amount of things for each person. Bellamy does take a backseat, especially in these eight episodes. 
But I don't really think that's a huge problem because, like, he had a lot of great stuff earlier. It's not like he's not doing anything right now. So Of course. Yeah. He's still an important character, and he still has stuff to do. It's just yeah. not the focus. He's more of an assistant yeah. role, assisting role. I would say he's more in the role that Octavia played mm. to him in this season, mm. but he's playing it to Octavia. I have no idea what you're saying. Okay, well, that's <laughs> fine. That's, right. that's bound to happen occasionally. Shall we move Anybody on? Anybody understands what I'm trying to get at? Tweet at me. <laughs> Give me some reassurance here. Speaking <laughs> of tweets, uh, so I'm actually going to have us start off with a couple of Twitter discussions, just because I was really happy that we got some nice uh, Twitter discussion topics from people, and so I thought we'd kick it off with that and then get into our episodes. So this first one is from at Abby underscore Madness 27, and uh, she says, if you had to kill off a main character, who would you choose? Hmm. So, I think that my picks might be controversial. Oh, boy. Oops. <laughs> uh, so, my first, my instinct is to want to say one of the adults. Mm-hmm. Um, as in Kane, Jaha, or Abby. Yeah. But we've been faked out on all of them so many times. Yeah. You know, I kind of said before of how, oh, they can't kill Jaha because it feels like two people isn't enough. Yeah. And he's too important to die right now when mm. he was left alone on the Ark um, in space. Uh, but if it had to be an adult, I think it kind of like Abby's character mm. might have come to a peak or is approaching a peak. Maybe not right. She's like almost at her zenith. Mm. Um, but again, that's kind of, I don't really like that because they've played with that way too much. Um, so I'm going to say Jasper. Interesting. Okay. Um, first of all, I'm going to say that both of those picks are people I am totally on board with. I, I was planning on saying Abby. Um, obviously this is a little bit more complicated for me to answer because I know what happens in the next eight, next eight episodes. Right. But again, just basing off of where we are right now, yes, Abby especially for me, like, and it doesn't bug me that much, honestly, that we've had the fake out because it's been a while since we've had the fake out at this mm-hmm. point. It feels like ages ago as far as the, even if it's not that many episodes ago, it feels like ages ago to me. Mm-hmm. And obviously it would be, I would want it to be a much more, direct and and no way possibly a fake out like very clearly she's dead Mm -hmm. um i just i have to be honest of all the characters um she's the one that's like never totally gelled for me and i'm not sure if it's a performance thing or if it's the writing or what but she seems the least layered of the group um, I like a lot of the stuff she gets in these eight episodes, especially, you know, taking on a more of a leadership position and she's being put in more difficult places. But it's kind of those things of there's a lot of stuff struggling in these first eight episodes of like the kids and the adults and blah, blah, blah. And I just like Clark needs to out has outgrown her, doesn't need her. She stands in the way. And as much as Clark goes through awful shit throughout this entire series, uh, this is one of those things where I think, at, you know, at some point it has to happen to complete Clark's evolution, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And then as far as Jasper, actually, Abby was my number one pick. Jasper, I like Jasper. I like the actor, um, but I do think that he is a little bit more vanilla 
than uh, a lot of the other characters. He's kind of just like a good dude who makes mistakes sometimes, you know? So I don't know. I I don't need him. I don't like want him to die, but I don't need Mm -hmm. him. So Abby to me is the most interesting when she faces complexity Mm. and like difficult decisions. She's most interesting when she's facing down someone um, I would agree that performance might be a factor mm-hmm. as well. And when she's given really heavy like standoffs or heavy emotional stuff, she can shine, but otherwise she's pretty blah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I totally agree 100% about like, it feels like for Clark to have her own Zenith, she has to be on her own utterly without family yeah. and kind of striking out. Yeah, But, I also feel like maybe I'm being biased a bit about this whole, oh, she's such a good person. Am I disliking her a bit or not thinking of her fairly because it feels like she's standing in the way of action? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kind of like what we've discussed in the past. Yeah. For me, I don't know. Jasper, the reason I would choose to, Jasper, because I just kind of left it without reason before, mm-hmm. is just that you mentioned his mistakes and in a way it kind of feels like he never really pays for his mistakes. Mm. He's always saved by Monty or another friend at the last minute. And he's very grateful, but you know, there's only so many saves that a person can get. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And without it feeling like you're saving him for something great, only to see them kind of mess up over and over again. So, I'm not sure. I, I, my first instinct was another like self-sacrifice plot with mm. uh, Jasper, but I don't want to see a repeat of that because I feel like that's what we had with Finn. Yeah. Um. So with him, I think kind of the best way for him to die would be as the cause of a mistake at his own hand. Yeah. Once again. Yeah. Yep. That, definitely. Um. Why Why don't you read this third uh thing that's kind of the opposite of what we were just asked? Okay. So um from Two people we had similar questions from at mad underscore Olivia one zero zero and at Maslanian underscore. Um, if you could bring back anyone who died, who would you pick? And um, they mean mountain men, you know, people from Mount Weather, the Ark, or Grounders. All right, so I have a outside the box pick. I think my answer would be uh, the dad of the little girl who died in the culling. Um, not because, <laughs> not because I like actually like I'm, I'm glad he died when he died. That was a great story, you know. But the actor was great, and that little kid was great, and I feel bad for them, and I want them to be reunited. <laughs> so that would be my pick because most honestly, of the people who have died so far, I think they all should have died, and so I wouldn't like even if I like them, like I like Anya, but I don't want her back necessarily, you know. So I'm. I'm in 100% agreement with you again <laughs> about it feeling like every death has meaning and has apt timing. Yeah. And they're very good about that. Uh, my first instinct also is to say Anya, but Lexa kind of replaces her and I don't know where Anya would fit. Yeah. Why she would be, you know, needed. Yeah. At yeah. This Especially time when you also would... have Indra. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So... Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I've been thinking about this. I've been thinking about this a lot because I saw the tweet. Yeah. And I still haven't really come up with a good answer because it just 
it all makes sense. Yeah. I do have one other option, which is uh, Kane's mother. Uh, not, again, it was an important moment for him to lose his mother, but um, I also think we could have gotten a lot more out of her before she died as far as, like, you know, all that religion stuff. I feel like there's a lot more to delve into there, and we get, we get like, sprinkles of it with Jaha here and there. It's building up a little bit, but uh, I, I think she could have done more before she died. Well, it feels like the episodes were always so full. Yeah. And with her, she was there just enough to give us a taste of, not a taste, but like a, a full enough understanding of their religion and their beliefs. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. And Cain's life story. So yeah. again, I feel like that they trimmed the fat really mm, well yeah. <laughs> on these episodes. And yeah. I mean, maybe I would, if I could bring back anyone, I would just like bring back some more of the hundred, <laughs> yeah. like have had less of them be dead yeah <laughs> oh i'd i'd bring back um the kid who fell off the side of the mountain <laughs> starling sure yes my favorite yeah. character yeah just you know he's a good kid <laughs> all right you have to die <laughs> i'm gonna read at steffi ab's tweet uh she has three questions here uh the first is one would you attempt to escape mount weather or be content to live there if I'm one of the 48 yes. or if I'm one of the people who lives in Mount Weather. <laughs> well, you can't escape if you're one of the people who lives there. I guess so what I if can... you have like claustrophobia and you're like I can't do this anymore. <laughs> Give me real air even if I suffer. I wouldn't do that. Um <laughs> I don't I, I have a twist on this question that no offense Steffi, I actually think is more interesting uh which is if you are one of the mountain men and you were living there, would you be content to let the grounders suffer for you in order to survive, or would you call that out? Uh, you know, like, would you be like, we can't do this, or would you just let it happen? Well, it's all about indoctrination, I would say. Yeah. So they're kind of raised to know, you know, the third generation of it. Yeah. Uh, have it happening if you're kind of raised to not have a truly moral compass when it comes to it and of not seeing the grounders as your equals yeah then i think it would be a lot harder for you to fight back against yeah. that just how like with maya she's like with something we all ex you know accept yeah, yeah. and she only started rebelling once she got this kind of other point of view from new people so yeah. realistically, probably nothing would drive me to fight mm. against it. Well, it has a lot of, um, I don't know what the word, like echoes of slavery, I feel like. Oh, absolutely. There's, there's clearly uh, racism going on. Not like great, but like grounderism. I don't know, like prejudice. Prejudice, it, yeah. exactly. <laughs> uh, they see themselves as superior. They are the protectors of history. Yeah. Even the way they dress the grounders mm. before they you know sacrifice and they're wearing like nothing they're yeah. in, like scraps of clothing and it's a, a visible difference yeah. between how they hold themselves very dressed very nicely of we don't waste our resources yeah. on yeah. these things that we are going to use up and throw away all right you know? yeah. yeah i'm gonna move on to the other two questions from at steffi ab um, have you, I can't even say this word. Have you learned any tri trigger slang? I'm, I'm such a bad fan. Trigger slang? 
whatever medicine. the language of the grounders is. Uh, obviously, I haven't even learned the word for it yet. <laughs> I don't know. At least in this point, the only reason I know that this is the name of the language is because I like to watch shows with, with subtitles on them. Yeah. And then a lot of the time with the subtitles, they say, like, speaking in Trigetta slang, yeah. whatever, <laughs> it's saying this, this, this. Um, no, I can recognize certain words, meaning... Yeah. I, I feel like at the time when I was walking season two, I did at, at some point know how to know uh, blood must have blood and your fight is over, but I don't like have them memorized now. But I, you know, kudos to those of you that do. I think it's a lot of fun when people learn that stuff and there's some, there's some cool phrases they've built into the show. So It's like when people learn Dothraki. Yeah. <laughs> After watching Game of Thrones. Yeah, I have to say, no matter how big of a fan I am of almost any property, <laughs> I've never learned the language of that property. <laughs> I'm, I'm good with the ones I've got. <laughs> yeah. uh, my, the third question, I think, is uh, a funny one to ask, which is just, Lexa? <laughs> Are you sure she didn't have another tweet? I looked. <laughs> I'm pretty sure she just wants us to discuss Lexa. Um, I'll say this much. Uh, I, I feel... It feels like it's difficult for me to talk about Lexa. I uh, actually, I think a lot of the stuff that has gained her rabid fandom, it comes later. Uh, at this point, I think she's intriguing uh, and uh, interesting, fun character with a good performance, but not like someone I would be a rabid fan of yet. Um, I am a fan of her posts the other eight episodes, but well, as the you know person here who has no idea what happens yeah. <laughs> next um i definitely like her i'm very intrigued by her mm. i want to know why she's the commander and i think she's a badass mm -hmm. you know I, I like her again i don't have a rabid fandom feeling about her but i want to know more and i am sure she's gonna do great things and i really 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 want to see her and clark being like bamfs together <laughs> Like, yes. I feel like that's something that's going to happen because it has to happen. Mm -hmm. And if it doesn't, I will be super <laughs> disappointed, but I know it will. At least I'm like 99.5% sure they're going to have an awesome... I can confirm Bamfury. Ah, uh, yay! <laughs> <laughs> so, it's like their relationship of being, like, they're the young leaders of their mm -hmm. respective groups... This is gonna be so cool. <laughs> <laughs> I hope um I hope this satisfies your question comment thing. <laughs> yes. Alright, so thank you guys so much for uh, sending those in. And if you out there, listener person, want to be involved in discussion topics like these, you can send us a tweet or follow us at the hundred podcast. That's one zero zero the hundred podcast on Twitter. Or you can send us an email at the hundred pod at gmail.com. That's one zero zero once again. Uh, also you can follow our Tumblr, the one hundred dash podcast.tumblr.com. Also this is a point where I'm going to say, please give us iTunes reviews. They are so helpful. If you can send us a review or a rating, it just takes a few minutes. And it would really help us out. And thank you so much to at Thanatos1231 and at SteffiAB once again uh, for those first few iTunes reviews. We really appreciate them. Yes, we do. And um, one of the reasons that we're really stressing this is because uh, right now we don't have enough reviews for us to show kind of 
your average love and support, <laughs> which I'm sure is very high, a five-star <laughs> kind of love and support, um, for it to be displayed on the iTunes. So while we see the reviews, someone who's just scrolling, they might not know mm. how good we are without this average display. So for us to have stars visible to anyone scrolling, we need to have more reviews and ratings in. So please just take a minute of your time even while you're listening to this, to, <laughs> um, to go ahead yes. and give us a rating. And big thanks again to those guys who did. All right, leading into episode 201, the 48, uh, we were starting. I, I, I organized these notes. Hopefully they make some sense. Uh, the first plot line I want to talk about is the Mount Weather stuff here. Uh, and mostly just about how, I mean, I had talked in the earlier podcasts about how season two, like I watched the early episodes of season two and I was like, okay, this is the shit now. And the main reason for that is if you just watch Clark, especially in that premiere, it's just like, she's dialed up like a hundred percent. Like she is now a very active protagonist, a very intelligent protagonist, a brutal protagonist. And, you know, like she is such a good protagonist in this premiere. And I am so on board with the gender representation here of, just she just is unrelenting and she will do anything to get to find out what happened to everybody else and i absolutely love that stuff i i love it, it yeah. it's edge of your seat excitement yeah. first of all second of all a lot of the time um with these kind of daring escape not yeah like escape uh scenarios um you kind of find yourself yelling at the TV, like, no, don't do that. Do this, and then you do this, and then you use mm -hmm. your resources around you. Clark thinks on her feet so significantly in mm -hmm. this episode that she just, there's not a stone left unturned by her. There's yeah. really no criticism of, like, well, if I was in this scenario with my adrenaline, I would look for this, this, and that. She does it. Yeah. She just, she does it. She's smart and... Just someone definitely to respect and mm -hmm. feel like the writers are doing absolutely the best service for fleshing out. And they keep trying to fake you out, and I really appreciate, like, they have her apologize to Maya, and you're like, oh, is she actually beginning to fall for their shit? And it's like, no, he's stealing her keycard. And then it's like, you know... My favorite moment, probably of the whole episode, honestly, is when she looks through the clothes, and you have, like, the second of, is this a CW moment? Is she just like, oh my god, I haven't seen pretty clothes in a long time? No, she completely subverts that trope and breaks off a heel, and oh, I think that's gosh. fantastic. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah. It's, and you mentioned the fakeouts. The problem with a lot of fakeouts, not... I'm not necessarily talking about the show. It's yeah. just um, they wait too long mm. and you find yourself feeling frustrated. Like, but that's not going to, they're going to mess. They messed it up. They messed it up. And yes, you feel relief in the long run, but that period where you're disappointed yeah. outweighs yeah. the relief. Cough, cough, walking dead. <laughs> um, but here it's just like snip, snippy, snippy. I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> It's just really quick. Yes, yeah. you feel yourself almost getting disappointed or almost feeling like, okay, now they're going in this direction, and they subvert it. It's mm. it's almost immediate, but just enough for you to be intrigued. Yeah, yeah. 
So yeah. good. Can you guys tell how excited Clark <laughs> makes me? Because I'm my hand, I'm a hand talker. Mm-hmm. I know this is not you know podcasts are not a visual medium, but I wave my hands when I talk. My family hates it, but <laughs> my hands are flailing all over the place. I'm sorry if it like moves my mic or something like that, but I'm excited. Uh, um, and I'm so glad that you are, because oh man, Clark is just Clark is one of the potentially the best thing about the show in my opinion it's such especially because season one i'm like oh he's pretty good she's kind of blah season but like she has good moments and then season two i'm just like yes clark yes clark yes (laughs) if you ever call me clark (laughs) in in, i'm not gonna finish this sentence so dante is a good character what that's it says Dante is a good character. <laughs> <laughs> so you're trying to change the subject. Okay, I'll let you yeah. do that. <laughs> uh, I, I really like Dante. Uh, l- l- tell me what you think about him. Again, I was so worried, especially mm. with this episode of, oh no, we've got the snake oil salesman kind of president leader. Can't trust a word he says. Mm. He's going to, they're going to fall for him eventually. He's grimy but no he's just a good person <laughs> well except it's it's even more com- he basically is jaha but in a different context because if yeah. you think about it, he's still using the grounders of course. he's disgusted with himself but he's still doing it mm-hmm. and but he has a line that he won't cross and he's very emotional and he's very thoughtful and the performance is top knock i really love the performance here uh yeah, I, I mean, especially not all of us is clear in the first episode, but as we go on, I just think that he's a great character. Right. Uh, I, I, uh, just to rewind a little, at this point of watching, just after being done with episode 201, mm. um, I was, I kind of talked to you, I'm like, oh no, they're, I think I've seen this character in the past and he seems so good and then he's just going to come out and kind of be disgusting and ruin things and show his unbridled greed and power hungriness and you know that kind of manipulation yeah yeah and that's what i expected and they kept a good um they kept those feelings at bay as best they could because i think that's a natural reaction of what you think of Mm. you're in a suspicious place especially since we're mostly following clark who is suspicious of that yeah and especially because we know that he's lying from the get-go because we know the arc is out there Mm -hmm. you know so yeah so for you know as trustworthy as he could be he's as trustworthy as he is Mm -hmm. so I, and I love the performance of this. I like this kind of genial old man. Mm-hmm. He likes to paint. Yeah. He likes to collect art. And... and I like the backstory of his dad letting everybody out when they first found out about the grounders and his mother and his sister dying. Uh, I think that that explains... Honestly, like it's a very basic backstory, but it helps explain his general sense of like thoughtfulness. or I don't know, like, like sage, whatever. I don't mm-hmm. you know, like... Sort of the the way Jaha is because of Wells. You know? Yeah. So. Yeah. Exactly. Right. They're great parallels to each other. Yeah. Um. All right. So let's talk a little bit more about the specifics of you, the reveals here of the Mountain Men and how they're affected by radiation. Uh, which I was very intrigued by this. I had never thought about this as a possibility. Uh, uh if they have to be stuck in here. Um, which 
again, you know, we talked about with the grounders, how there's like an otherness of the way they dress or whatever. The fact that they, that the mountain men are sort of like monstrous in that they have to wear these outfits whenever they go outside, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, we have this. Okay. So there are a few things. And I think we'll talk about them as we go through that sci-fi wise are like big leaps or like don't really make sense. <laughs> I was thinking the same. <laughs> yes. What, I mean what specifically are you talking about? I mean the fact that I don't know. I, I feel like you could make an argument that it makes some sense that like both the grounders and uh the sky people evolved to deal with this radiation in ninety years. It feels a little out there and crazy. Um and we'll get more into like the bone marrow stuff and all that stuff later. But you know, there's things like that where I'm just like, I I understand someone if someone had an issue with this, I'm just kind of going with it, and uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean the rates of cancer that should be existing mm-hmm. in both groups. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> are should first of all, yeah, well, yeah, you were talking about this, but like the whole deformity thing, like why is it happening in one place but not the other? Mm-hmm. Can't you know for those who have seen Mad Max Fury Road, which yeah. I watched recently, um, much to my regret, I wish I saw it earlier. <laughs> um, but that that's like the plot point of like in this kind of nuclear wasteland, <laughs> they are you know they're developing cancer mm. and it kills them. Like what? Why is this not talked yeah. about at all? I feel yeah. like at this point it should have been, but. Well, I, th- I mean, th- what they want you to think is just that everybody like that has pretty much died out, or, or like we do get the whole thing of you're supposed to leave your baby if they're w- if they're born with a deformity and just kill them off. Right. Uh, so there are the it's biggest like... risk factor for illness is age. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Epi course talking <laughs> here, but yeah. yeah. So this feels like one of the major this and the whole like blood type thing. Yeah. Yeah. But this isn't episode one related. Yeah. <laughs> so do we have anything we want to say about we get the beginnings of the Maya Jasper flirtation? Anything you want to put in there? I... Again, <laughs> Jasper is the like, I don't know. I'm, I'm sure, you know, I was about to say like Jasper is the ladies man. Mm. Hmm, that's kind of odd, but it makes sense. And also for... A viewer, it's a different kind of good representation of like Jasper isn't Bellamy. He's not yeah. Finn. He's a good-natured, you know, flawed, natural yeah. human. Yeah, cowardly um, at times, but then brave when he needs to be. You know. Right, caring person. Yeah, and, you know why? Why can't he get the girl? You yeah. know that kind of thing. So uh, my my summation of Maya and Jasper is cute. Moving on, <laughs> like yeah, you know, like yeah. I don't, I don't dislike it, but it's not like I'm not like all about it. They're just kind of simple, and that's mm-hmm. fine. Uh, but you know, so like that's fine. Moving on. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense for <laughs> yeah. what Maya. Yeah. Maya needs to have an ally with one of the yeah. forty-eight with yeah. someone. So yeah, why not? It's definitely not going to be Clark. Let's be yeah. clear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so let's talk a little about the Murphy Raven situation here. Uh. I'm interested. I barely talked to you about this whole Murphy turning of events. How do you feel about it? Um, I like this other side of Murphy. Because mm-hmm. he's clearly been the villain. Yeah. Or a villain. 
yeah. so far. If anything, he's been the most clear v- villain in the entire show. <laughs> um, but it's it's a very human thing of when it comes down to it, people are social. Yeah. And he, you know, he had his squad, his goons, mm. and they leave him. And now, when it seems like all is hopeless, he wants, he wants to be with people, even if it's people who hate him. <laughs> yeah. I, here's the thing, I, I, I'm torn about Murphy because, in some ways, I feel like the Kang is a little too drastic. But at the same time, if you look back at, like, if you actually think about what his arc is in season one, right? If you, th- if you now you know his backstory about his dad getting floated for getting medication for him, his mom blaming him and drinking himself to death. Like, that's where he's starting from. So, like, it obviously makes sense that he's a bit of a bully, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but then if you think about so, like, he gets hanged, and if you put it in a totally different context, this could be, like, a, your average revenge movie, where you're rooting for the guy who was wrongfully almost killed, and then goes and kills those terrible people who attacked him unfairly and without a try. You know, like, he is sort of overly sadistic about it, mm-hmm. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I don't know. It's, I'm torn. Um, I, I think that the, 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 I think the actor is great. I, I enjoy watching this version of him now, you know, going forward through season two or whatever. I think he's a fun character. It just, and I, I totally do buy actually like all the stuff with Raven here. I think that this is, this episode's good for him. Where it gets iffy for me is more when we get to see the next couple episodes where he's like chat like chummy with Bellamy. It feels a little bit much. Yeah, that but that like, part's a little weird. But yeah. so far, I like this other side of him, and mm. it's if they were to have this character again, mm. bring him back for the second season, he couldn't be the same character he yeah. was in season one. So yeah. I'm glad they did something different, even if it is a bit accelerated. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the only other thing I want to talk about with this whole Raven Murphy thing is how it feels weird to me that Raven was just kind of left in the dropship. The Mountain Men just did not even seem to check the dropship. Or my, my questioning actually was, is it to go as far as they're like, well, she's dead or dying, so we can't use her? I don't know. I mean, they've, I guess they helped I... Miller out, but... I don't think it's that much of an oversight. I think it's like, get them and, get them and yeah. go before the rounders come back or now this before any i mean they know that the arc yeah. came down here's the funny thing and if you really think about it it's weird about the whole getting the 48 thing right mm-hmm. and this kind of connects to later episodes but they apparently strip all of their bodies and leave their clothes there and what carry them naked to the mount to the mount weather <laughs> <laughs> that's what it comes off as they clearly took Clark's walk off of her. All of their clothes are missing. Uh, so, I, okay. <laughs> if you actually think about it, it's very strange. Yeah, I really hadn't thought of that, but now that you mention it, it's very strange and an unpleasant thought. So, it's going <laughs> to be one of those things where I just go, movie magic, and <laughs> never think about it again. Yeah, because I mean... Uh, I mean, it's one of those things that you think about when you're rocking it for the second time or third time. You know, like, I obviously had never thought of this before, but it's kind of weird. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. Fair. All right. So a couple other smaller things to look, just touch on in episode 201. Uh, 
Octavia's poisoned by the arrow she was in. We find out about Lincoln's village and the Lincoln Memorial, all the stuff. Lincoln, get it? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) See, now, I personally, I can see where this is maybe tropic to have, like, the old-fashioned artifact or whatever. I like it because it grounds us in where they are. Uh, very specifically reminds us of where they are and is an interesting thing of to think of how much things have changed in that area. Um, but yeah, I can understand thinking it's silly. I mean, I really don't mind it that yeah. much, but yeah. a little strange. A little <laughs> borderline too far. Yeah, I can see that. Um, Alright, so talking about Kane a little bit here, he kills Tristan. Uh, moving on from that character... <laughs> Um, okay, bye, grounder named Tristan. <laughs> Surfer boy, I guess. I don't know. Lexa seems a little bit in the same real house, in my opinion. So, this is something that I've kind of been thinking about. Where yeah. My instinctual reaction is like, where did all these names come from? Yeah. You know, like, kind of, like, a lot of these names are very much untraditional, region. you know, for the regions. Yeah. Or for, you know, commonality, like, Clark is a girl's name. Mm. Um, I mean, we get why Octavia is named Octavia, but yeah. uh, Indra. And Nyko. Z- Zoran. Yeah. Um, even, even like, uh, what's his name? Dante's son. Cage. Uh, Cage. Cage, right. Yep. Like, that, you really, when you live underground, you really want to name your son Cage. <laughs> That's a hilarious point. <laughs> I had never thought of that. <laughs> so, you know, I've been thinking about all of this, especially, you know, from our perspective. I mean, your name is Daniel and my name is Olga. Olga not being an American name, but it's a mm. very traditional Russian yeah. name. Um, and Yeah. So it feels like it's so fast, you know, 90 years mm. being so fast for accelerated name change but at the same time like while there are some preserved names like abby yeah even you know raven maya yeah uh, lexa is well lexa i'm wondering alexandra like a shortened version i mean they have their own language well i'm wondering if they alexandria is is a, a place that's pretty close to where they live um so i don't know if maybe that came from that yeah, but. so, I mean, it all feels fairly, at, my instinct is like, this is ridiculous, but realistically, the patterns of what's popular with names changes, especially with, like, if language is changing, then... Yeah. It's, it's interesting, though, why why only the grounders have their own language, and why with the hundred and the people on the ark, especially if so, since so many cultures combined, you yeah. brought up this point in yeah. the past of why isn't there more slang of multilingual, multicultural, so that there's a difference between how the hundred and the people from the sky people, that's yeah. what they're called, the sky people, mm-hmm. the grounders and the mountain men, how they all talk. Yeah. I think I would have, it feels like a flaw of like making, also making the grounders feel so other and mm. so foreign yeah arguably in citing more prejudice or understanding of prejudice towards them since them not yeah. instinctually speaking english Th- this is one of those things where like i can understand people having an issue with this but i've never been a fan of like making up 
slang. Like, it's one thing to make up a whole language, so then it's, like, just subtitled. But when people throw in, like, future slang, like, the, like even when they throw in the words, like, the skybox, I'm like, oh, God. Like, like I don't need this. Um, so, personally, I'm not a huge fan of that kind of thing, but it's teak their own. Fair enough. Yeah. But, um, alright, so we have Kane. He's now Chancellor Kane as Gaha is missing. Uh, we have him sort of throwing around his weight and, you know, being like, we're, we're going to be civilized now. He's, he's arresting Bellamy for beating up Murphy. Uh, you know, it's it, this doesn't last long, but we do get a, sort of a return to form for him at the mm. beginning of the season. Anything you want to say about that? Or It was it was almost disappointing. Mm-hmm. It's like, but why is he doing that? He that doesn't. Doesn't he understand? It's like, wait, they've been separated. His context for things is different from the context for yeah. behavior for the hundred. This actually makes sense if you take a second to yeah, not yeah. let instincts <laughs> guide you into drastic emotion. <laughs> I get so em- why the hell am I so emotional about this show, Dan? What did you do to me? Stuff. What is in the water? Speaking of emotional, I really like uh, they call it Camp Jaha. Yeah. I think that's Aww. sweet. I always like when people name things after people. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, and speaking of Jaha, also, we end out this episode with him attempting suicide and then hearing a baby off in the distance, which we will get back to in a couple minutes. Uh, shall I go to episode 202, Inclement Can Weather? Can I just say, called it. Yes, she did. Jaha survived. Oh, yeah. <laughs> go me. I know this isn't impressive to any of you who <laughs> saw this when it was happening, but <laughs> whatever. Uh... I'm celebrating this one. <laughs> I'm proud of you, honey. Thank you. <laughs> so, inclement weather. Um, we have our first opening title sequence here. and uh, time. Yeah. No, I'm, I mean, I was so happy because I had no idea it was coming when I was first watching it. And, uh, you know, I freaking I have a freaking obsession with opening title sequences. And I hate one the, the whole trend of it just being a title. Um, and I, you know, I enjoy the music they use. It's interesting. So I don't know if it's because I'm visually impaired or what, but I, I'm unclear on how much it changes every episode. Are there just like two different versions where one's nighttime and one's daytime? Or does it change like significantly every time? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> you didn't notice? No, that's the yeah. moment when I take time to like <laughs> recap what i just saw mm-hmm. yeah and no it's definitely not that the show even has a title sequence which <laughs> for scream queens podcast listeners mm-hmm. we raged about that constantly about how they <laughs> skipped over their own title sequence so mm. so <laughs> yeah so so try to pay attention because it's definitely at minimum a daytime or a nighttime version and it's usually because it's like oh the scene is at nighttime and then the hundred at the beginning is sort of nighttimey and then also where it ends with it when it says jason rothenberg or whatever the showrunner's name is i'm sorry um insult him <laughs> it shows the arc the camp yaha there but sometimes it's nighttime sometimes it's daytime Sometimes mm-hmm. that's a di- I think it might even sometimes be a different location. So they, there are parts of it that seem consistent and some parts that shift. And I didn't – part of the reason I'm not sure exactly about the specifics, specifics of this is similar to you. I'm almost just like, yay, but I'm, like, writing my notes down. And so I only recently realized, oh, this is not the same thing every time. <laughs> yeah, so Oopsie it's doodle. <laughs> kind of a very Game of Thrones-inspired title sequence, but I definitely enjoy it. Yeah. More title sequences. <laughs> Let's start a petition. Uh, so Mount Weather. Um, 
Can can I just say if you are now Dan the Mountain Man mm-hmm. and I'm Olga the Grounder, doesn't oh, that mean that you're gonna like drain me of my blood? Um, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I need it to survive. <laughs> Well, fair is fair. Uh, you could be Olga of the Sky People, who I also oh, need their better. blood to Just survive. Like, a lot of them die. Basically, if I'm a mountain man, I pretty much suck unless I'm Dante or Maya. So. Alright, you're, uh, you're cool. You're with me. Alright. Uh, <laughs> so one... what were you saying that's actually on topic? I think this is going to be another two-hour podcast. Yeah, probably. Considering <laughs> we're on episode two um, of H. Uh... <laughs> So, here's the thing. I'm super dumb, and um, the first time I watched this, I had no idea that either Harper or Miller was in season one, <laughs> because I just, like, never really paid attention to the side people or their names or what they looked like. Especially Harper looks totally different between the two. Yeah. But, like, and also Miller has, like, hair now. Or he always had that. <laughs> or he, may, he might have always had hair, but he always had that cap on He always before. wore the beanie, yeah. Yeah, and so, like, when he came back from surgery, I thought I was, like, introducing a new character. And I was like, who's this Miller again? <laughs> <laughs> well, you have a pass. Oh, man. Oh, man. So, we have this, basically the story of uh, Mount Weather of this episode is sort of gaslighting Clark as uh, somewhat the Ark accidentally shot a mountain man, not thinking he was a grounder. Uh, Clark busts in, sees it's a gunshot wound, and then they trick her into thinking it's an arrow wound, and she's like, am I going crazy? Are they trustworthy? Blah. Um, so, what is this supposed to be? So, the the guy who's, I definitely think he's shot, shot with a bullet. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, especially with Cause future... yeah. What? Because, yeah. Well, in the future, we see after the hack, we see that they mm. know that the Ark made it to the oh, ground yeah. and, you know, that whole thing. So, meaning that uh, Mount Weather security forces know that there are survivors yeah, from yeah. the Ark. Um, so, I'm having trouble remembering the chronology, but isn't it that at Camp Jaha, one of the people who was given the gun, like, yeah. sees movement in the woods and then fires. Yeah. This is supposed to be that, right? Yes, yes. It's the same. Okay, people. awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, because then the other guy who gets all the burns took off his stuff to try to save the guy with the gunshot wound. Okay. Uh, Great. I was yeah. concerned it's... that I was confused. Because... Great crossing over of the two plot lines there. So good. Yeah. And it only is truly, truly fulfilled episodes later mm. when we have confirmation about <laughs> it. Oh, yeah. God, I love the layering. <laughs> yeah, so no, good. it's really good. Um, and then we have, once again, Clark being a freaking badass, like, oh, cutting open her stitches in order to oh, go to medical. That was so hard to watch. Yeah, very oh upsetting. Oh, my God. <laughs> I loved it, but oh my grossness. Yep. Blech. So yeah. this is where she finds out... <laughs> what? I said, yeah, I'm pre-med. What of it? <laughs> uh, so this is when she finds out about the use of the radiation, uh, using the grounders to, to solve the radiation problem, the treatments, and she finds Anya, and that's how the episode ends. Uh, and had you, like, been thinking about Anya at this point? Yes! Yeah. Yes! I've been so curious about <laughs> Anya. Like, yeah. um, you know, episode one, I was definitely like, what is happening? Just trying to figure things out. But yeah. by the end of episode one, I was like, they were with Anya. Mm. Where'd she go? She's not being addressed at all. Yeah. So, and it kind of weirded me out that 
didn't Clark not bring it up? Like we were with a grounder. We had her mm-hmm. hostage. Or I don't. I can't remember if he brought it up or not. But I mean, they might have said he died. I can't remember. Maybe, but yeah. I remember not being satisfied because I was like, Anya can't get an off-screen death. Yeah, she's yeah. too great. Um, so yeah, yeah I. <laughs> But at the same time, was I expecting to find her in a cage surrounded by hundreds, if not <laughs> arguably mate? No, probably hundreds of yeah, other grounders. Hundreds. No. Yeah. No. Great. Great end to an episode. Great cliffhanger. Uh... And now, as as we get into like, the Camp Jaha plotline here, I want to talk about because we get introduced to the head guard, who's a female, and her name is Burn. And um, I guess. This is like this season especially is where like the fantastic gender representation is just off the charts because we literally have a lead female female guard. We have Clark as a leader, we have her mom as a leader, we have Indra, we have Lexa, we have Anya. <laughs> I don't even know if that's everybody. I'm like and it's never questioned. Their gender is never questioned. And it's like this is how it's done, people. Like <laughs> this is how you do fantasies like sci-fi and are awesome <laughs> like you just you it doesn't <laughs> need to be a big deal yeah it just is life yeah and that's what i love like the more normalized it is the more it becomes something that is accepted at face value when you yeah. see a new status quo you find yourself moving towards that status quo yeah it's hard to change things there's no doubt about that that doesn't yeah. mean things aren't supposed to change. The discussion still needs to happen. But when you see proper representation, equal representation, and powerful female characters, powerful characters that mm. are uh, people of color, yeah, you just you feel like that is right, and yeah. you it makes you want to fight harder for that in the in the real world. At least yeah. that's my perspective on representation i agree and i mean it when you have this many too it affords you things like like burn is kind of not the best lead guard she's kind of a screw up at times and she's kind of annoying like i'm not a huge fan of that character but it doesn't matter because there's like 20 other awesome female characters well that's another thing (laughs) as soon as a male character is flawed Mm. People are like, oh, he's a complicated character. Yeah. <laughs> as soon as a female character is is flawed, it's like, Ugh, why are they wasting time on her? Can't they? You know, it's this thing of like, yeah. if she's not going to be perfect, why bother? But at the same time, if she's too perfect, it's like, oh, there's no complexity. They're just writing. Yeah. Someone who's perfect in every way. So there, in a way, there's like no winning. But I like the fact that she's not always your favorite yeah but she's still there she still exists and and the other thing is that so like a lot of people their argument for why like gender should be talked about or whatever with positions like this would be like well because obviously men are more physically adept or whatever and the thing is like they deal with that without having to talk about it because you just see clark being awesome and you're like well of course no one would question her (laughs) you know like i love it I yeah. love it. Don't necessarily love the character. As a matter of fact, I'm kind of confused about the structure of the guard. I mm. don't know how many times I've heard, and this is the lead guard. Like, they kind of pop out of nowhere. Well, no. But... I, well, no. All of season two, she's the lead guard. It's because they killed... Diana killed the other lead guard. I know, but but doesn't Miller say about his dad, like, oh, when your dad no, is no, the lead guard? No, no. He's just, he's just one of the guardsmen. 
He's not the lead. He, he could have sworn he said something else. I'm pretty sure you're wrong. Okay, but, that's fine. I'm yeah. okay with that. Yeah. <laughs> See, I'm a complicated female. I'm okay with being wrong. Wrong. So, move, I'm trying to keep us moving. <laughs> and I am doing everything in my power to stop you from doing that. Uh, uh, so Murphy <laughs> and Bellamy <laughs> have a little bit of tension as they're both locked up together. Uh, Bell is still in his I freaking hate you because you're a psychopath mode. Not a whole lot more to say than that. Don't blame uh, him. I yeah. can't say that much. <laughs> um, and uh, Kane basically says he won't send anybody uh, to go find the kids because they don't know what they're up against. He's trying to play it safe. Uh, somewhat understandable, but obviously from our point of view, it's like, I, uh, Kane, you're so annoying. Uh, so Abby and uh, Miller's dad, which I like that they introduced Miller's dad mm-hmm. too. Um, send Bellamy, Finn, Murphy, Monroe, who is always there in the background doing mm-hmm. something. Uh, they go off with guns to go find everybody. And uh, Shall we talk about Raven? Um, I like her. <laughs> <laughs> I also like her. <laughs> now, this is another thing I want to talk about. Because uh, I remember when I was learning about gender representation, a lot of times people talk about how, like, oh, like, this female character is being punished for this behavior. Like, a lot of times it's like, oh, they're they're being sex- openly sexual and then they die or something happens and it's, like, it's sending like, a negative message. Because And the thing is that, like, a lot of times that can be a problem. But the thing that I think about is you could say, like, oh raven had sex with bellamy and then like a couple episodes later she got shot and is having to suffer through all the stuff and like none of the guys had to suffer through this and blah blah blah. in my opinion they like it's not a it's not a uh pro what's the word i'm looking for it's not a punishment it's a gift because this actress is so good with adversity mm-hmm. and like this i mean i think that on some ways we'll talk about how this eventually kind of fizzles out a little bit and i can't remember how much it comes back up in the last eight episodes but while he's struggling with this i think he does a fantastic job with the paralysis and the Mm -hmm. surgery and everything see if raven had been shot by murphy because murphy was saying something along the lines of like bellamy's a terrible person and you slept with him Mm -hmm. how could you do that at, you know, and then she was injured. I would take way more issue with that as yeah. her sexuality being the cause of her adversity, and that would be very tropic. Yeah. But you know, it's exactly as you put it. This actress, she she's given things to face. Her performance is excellent. It makes the character look all the stronger because at the end of the day, Raven also accepts help. She is a team player. Mm-hmm. And showing someone who can still be uh, overcoming things and being strong in and of themselves, having and accepting support from others, mm. that's also super important. Yeah. And it just fleshes out the character all the more. So, yeah, yeah like a lot of crappy things happen to Raven, and it's yeah. kind of just the symptom of her being that character yeah. at times of like, of course, something bad is going to happen. <laughs> Guess what? Something bad happens to every character. Yeah. But I really do think that they do a great job of of mixing vulnerability with strength. Like, mm-hmm. that she is upset, and she is hurt, and she is scared, but she's also like, I, of course I'll do the surgery, even if it means I'm going to die, because this is what's important to me. And of course, like, Finn, go get our friends. Like, I, you don't, I don't need you any, like, I don't need you here, you, and you need to go get the friends. All those are really amazing moments. Absolutely. And I uh, really like her. Yes. Um, so we have the whole Jaha thing. 
And uh, he's basically having this baby hallucination. He goes, does the spacewalk. He had the whole crack in the helmet incident. He gets into a missile to go home. He talks to Wells. He ends up in the desert. A whole <laughs> mess of things. A this big of odyssey. Um, I'm a really big fan of this plot line. Uh, Me too. I mean, at no point did I actually believe there was a baby on board. But yeah. that's okay. Yeah. It's okay. You know, I feel like I say a lot about how, oh, things are predictable. Mm. That's okay. It's okay if things are predictable. It's all about the uh, how carried through they are. If, yeah. if there's still an element of fulfillment to them and how they're done that keeps you interested, then it's okay yeah. if the overall premise is guessed. Yeah. So Well, the thing is, like, okay, so, like, the twist... The twist, like you can you can reason out, right? But mm-hmm. just the but the original idea of they're gonna write this plot line where the way he's gonna be saved is he's gonna have oxygen hallucinations and it's gonna be a baby and that's gonna motivate him and then it's gonna be well like that whole plot line is is very smart and the fact that it's mixed that there is this mixture of like the science based explanation with more like he's seeing religious tones to it too of like and there honestly is there's gotta be some level of like divine intervention almost going on here the fact that he can do all this with mm-hmm. the oxygen desperation take a missile down to the ground survive like you know. There's a nice mix there of, like, was this meant to be, is he really smart and his subconscious is out? You know, like, there's a lot of interesting layers to it. and um, He's still a character that you want to root for. Yeah, yeah. And I think that, you know, as we get near the end of these eight episodes, you also get a whole different side to him. And you do see a lot of what you were talking about at the end of season one. It was like, there's, there's other sides to him. We need to see more of that, too. Mm-hmm. And I think that's great. Absolutely. And he becomes a more interesting character in season two as well. All right. So let's talk about the Octavia stuff here. Um, it's a lot about, you know, meeting Indra, meeting Nico, or is it Nike? I think it's Nico, right? I think it's Nico. Okay. I don't think it's Nico. So. Yeah. So what do you think about Octavia in this episode? And this, you know, how, are you liking her more this season? Um, what do, you, do you have any thoughts about Indra and Nico? Any, you know. Octavia has more to do. Mm. This season, it shows her ingenuity mm-hmm. a lot more. Um, we've always known that she's brave and caring, mm. but she's kind of, this is the other side of caring, where yeah. she's now ruthless. Yeah. But at the same time, she kind of hates, you know, she regrets what she feels like she has to do Yeah. as well. it's She's more interesting, and I feel yeah. like, Maybe last season they were trying to... It's the exploratory phase of they're yeah. still showing how she interacts with new people. Yeah. And with the grounders, everybody's interacting. Those are new interactions for everybody this mm. season. Yeah. So it kind of just feels like she's on a level playing field with everyone or almost level. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. I, I feel like they just... To me, I, I don't know if this is true or not, but to me it felt like they didn't really know what they wanted to do with her in season one. In season two, they they know what they want to do. She's consistent. You know, she's not petulant. She's smart. She's mm-hmm. someone you can be, be behind. Uh, she's not, like, constantly causing trouble for anybody or, you know. So, yeah, I'm on board with her a lot more in season two. Uh, the one thing I will say about this particular episode, so she, she takes... You know, Nyko saves her, and then she takes him as a human shield to the village to try to get Lincoln back. And it's like, 
you know, kind of a badass cool moment, but it also is a very convenient moment that he is their only healer. Once again, this freaking, like, get, so, get a med school up in this ground or play, like, <laughs> it's, <laughs> yeah, it's, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I suppose he might know about their lack of healers or something, but it just felt a little convenient. Mm-hmm. Uh, but ultimately, what comes out of all this is that, you know, he meets Indra, the Reapers take Lincoln, and uh, that will continue on. Yeah, I, I'm i a big fan of her. As a matter of fact, the season kind of made me forget everything that I had issues with last season. Mm, yeah. All right. 203 repercussions? Badoom. Okay. Get it? Because it's a pun. Clark and Anya. <laughs> Again, everything in my power to derail. <laughs> so uh, we have this all this back and forth with Clark and Anya in this episode. And, you know, first, Clark saves Anya, gets her out of the cage. Uh, then they go down this chute to these like pile of like half alive or dead. I'm not really sure. Grounders that are just like piled upon piled on each other. And they have to like hide under the bodies. I'd say this whole thing felt very movie-like to me. And uh, I'm just amazed what they do with their budget. Oh, yeah, I get that. Yeah, yeah they make the most of it. I mean, yeah. m- my goodness, with <laughs> I never really understood, you know, I, with the, not really understood, but <laughs> with the whole minecarts thing Yeah. from last season, yeah. I just kind of accepted a face value of like, oh, for easy food movement, <laughs> the Reapers put the dead bodies of the grounders they capture in there. Okay, yeah. and then to see... To see the fact that this meant more, that there was a connection between the Reapers and Mount Weather, distinctly, mm. that there's a greater mystery to this. Yeah. It, it threw me off so much. Yeah. And, again, it's just these twists and turns that show the cal- the level of calculation mm. that was went into plotting this show. Even with They didn't know they were going to get a second season, but they yeah. put that in there. It was in there. There was no... I'm not seeing any retcons here. Yeah. Like, yeah. the roots of all of this plotting exists. Yeah. And, I mean, it, it is just disclosed to you little by little you know you see the sonic devices they use to like stop the reapers but you don't even at that point you don't know they create the reapers you know and, and you know it's all really really intriguing and it changes the reapers from just being tropic cannibals to being so much more interesting mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, and so continuing on this particular particular plot line uh you know the mountain men come and use those sonic devices on the reapers but then anya takes down the mountain men and you know he and clark how he and clark have this great back and forth here with with hating each other not trusting each other working together fighting each other you know like all this back and forth is great for conflict and great for storytelling they jump off that dam you know she saves her but then she hits her on the head you know all that stuff great stuff it's just a wild ride from start to finish yeah. <laughs> um, and again, Anya is such a complex character because of it as well. Yeah, and I suppose, I love the moment where she kills one of her people so that they don't get used by the mountain men. You know. Yeah, it it was very tender and sweet mm-hmm. in in all the action, and I mean, it it definitely just that small moment develops a character. You can't just see them as a plain villain. Yeah. Yeah. No, fantastic stuff. Anything else before I go to Camp Jaha? Um, no, I mean, a lot of this episode was dedicated to action. 
Yeah. But that no, doesn't seriously. make it a bad episode. Sometimes no. act- super action-y episodes are boring because it feels like there's not enough plot movement, but I feel like the balance was really good. I totally agree. Um, so we have back and forth between Kane and Abby here. The whole idea of Abby gave guns to the kids and let out the prisoners. He feels like he has to react in some way. Uh, we have Burns sort of pushing him to create a deterrent for other criminals. So we have this shock lash scene. Uh, reminds me a lot of uh, beginning of Catching Fire. Um, what did you think about this? Uh, did I ever expect to see something like this on this show, any <laughs> show on, you know, broadcast television? Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. Absolutely not. And and it's so uncomfortable to watch. Mm-hmm. And you want it to be different. You want... I mean, at least I was like, Kane, how could you do this? But another part of me is like, he has to do this. Yeah. yeah. But I'm like, Abby, you have to stand up. You have to get up. Like, you can't let him win. Mm. But you have to be understanding that it was. It was just I was pulled yeah. in all these different directions, and I kind of hated yeah. myself for not want not being able to give in to mm-hmm. any one side of it. It was 100% a necessary. Uh, plot point in my opinion because it's so true that abby just does whatever and it's like basically never had any punishment you know and she just like yes you're usually on her side for what she did mm-hmm. but there has to be repercussions everybody else is dealing with repercussion you know so you know as painful as it was to watch or as much as i was upset with kane it was like yeah this is like you need to have something for mm-hmm. it to feel like you know, for it to feel like you're worried about her at all, you know, like, um, so I thought this was a really powerful stuff. And then I love the way it ends with him. I mean, do you think it's too much of a turnaround that he makes her chancellor and goes off for this diplomatic mission? Or do you think it works? No, I don't. I think it works because he's not happy with what he did. And Mm -hmm. he's always the guy who's willing to self-sacrifice kind of this thing of he would never do to someone what he wouldn't himself do. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm I'm it's totally a fan of this, this and yeah, and I do like the idea of the chancellorship being passed to Abby, and I think it leads to some cool stuff for her too. So Abby becoming chancellor feels like it was a really long time coming, mm-hmm. and it's about time. You know, it's just this thing of like, well, she's been on the track to be actually in charge for a long time, and I feel like as a viewer, I've been like, she knows what's best. Just let her lead. Why isn't she? Yeah, yeah. Given the, the chance, so you know, putting her in this position officially and all of the drama that happens afterwards yeah. make it all the more interesting. Also, talk about such a character, at least perception, or also characterization shift of, we start the show with Kane wanting to kill Abby and seeming like the guy who wants the chancellorship for himself, wants all the power, and then a season later he's openly giving it to her you know like yeah talk about a yeah. turnaround yeah. there's no there's no predicting what this show's gonna throw at you i don't know how people are handling coming <laughs> up on to season three i am relieved <laughs> that i don't have to wait a long time for yeah. it oh man it's all good binging all the way <laughs> all right so now we got this uh bellamy finn murphy plot line uh, again, we get the uh, the evidence that the mountain men like to take off people's clothing as they <laughs> stole uh, Clark's watch. And um, so this is the beginning of the big Finn uh, stuff. <laughs> and uh, 
You see him torturing this grounder to get information. He ends up getting false information that Clark is in this village. Um, and then he executes this prisoner so that he can't tell him anything, tell anybody else like where they're coming. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you feel about this? This is the first episode where we see that Finn is... Off his not, rocker. Yeah, well, I was going <laughs> to say, not the same kind of pacifist person mm-hmm. that we got used to Yeah. in season one and that we have to adjust our expectations. Yeah. Um, so I'm torn in general about the Finn plot, and you'll, we'll get into it more and more as we go on. I think there's a lot of great things. I think the ending of it is phenomenal. Uh, I think that the scene we're coming up to in a couple episodes where he massacres a village is very powerful and very upsetting. Um, I do think it's kind of a... I I don't know that I kind of buy the amount of change that he had, you know? (laughs) It's... Yeah. Like, like maybe you shouldn't have made him the pacifist in season one if this is... Like, he didn't have to be, like, a awful violent person who then you know he could have just been like in like jasper you know but then i feel like, like it wouldn't have been as poignant and yeah. it wouldn't have been clear as clear or as meaningful that he really is off his rocker yeah and that he's not that a big thing about it is that he's not going to easily forgive himself yeah i think that i mean when looking back at se- the end of season one where he kills his first matt reaper there i i, I you could say okay this is the beginning of the cracks forming of like maybe that's what sort of helped him get a little unhinged i think maybe they should have had him kill maybe a few more people during the big battle at the end of the finale mm-hmm. um because the thing is as much as i think it's really interesting that they took this like pretty boy you know ultra love interest character and gave them this like really complicated crazy story um which is like just like dark as shit um (laughs) as much as i absolutely love that it's kind of annoying that it's because like oh i loved clark so much that i gave up all of my morals and went insane (laughs) (laughs) yeah like that that piece of it that it's all because like oh he's worried about clark is kind of annoying to me. Uh, I don't know. I think it would have been ni- yeah. I think it would have been nicer if we saw kind of a slower descent mm. into madness. Yeah, and the thing is, as much as I think there's some cool parts of the fact that he's like doing it for Clark, quote, quote unquote, because it's like then she feels the, all the more guilt later on, which is cool. Mm-hmm. At the same time, like if it was more just like he couldn't deal with all the violence he was seeing, and like he just was like cracked i think that would be a lot more interesting but mm-hmm. uh but i think there's a lot of great stuff out of it. like don't get me wrong i think there's a lot of cool stuff i think it's very shocking that he executes the grounder i mean he points a gun at bellamy in this episode and, yeah you know and the fact that we have this super role reversal of bellamy being like i don't know guy <laughs> yeah which it is again a weird like bellamy the beginning of bellamy being a weird character as well mm-hmm. um maybe Maybe it would have. I would have enjoyed the Finn stuff more if he'd actually killed one of his own. What do you mean by that? Like, how important is Murphy really? Like, what mm. if? I, I mean, this is a different episode. Yeah. That the one where it is the massacre does happen. Yeah. But um, what if he'd? I think I would have been happy if or more satisfied of seeing him lose it mm. if he killed Murphy, like if Murphy had tried to stop him and he'd killed Murphy as well. 
Um, personally, I can't get on board for that, just knowing where Murphy's arc goes. That's <laughs> but, fair, and yeah. I might have, you know, next no. podcast, I will in all likelihood agree with you, because mm. that's how things tend <laughs> to happen on this podcast um, and with this show. But at least I'm fine. Let it be a nameless background character mm. or a newly named background character. So I don't understand why that why, what that would change. Because they did kill... He killed children. A kid that they had set up, I think, in this episode, actually. Um, you know, I thought that was... A, I had forgotten that they actually set up that kid that they had killed. Oh, I remembered that, but that's yeah. not as... I feel like there's not that drastic snap. Mm. I don't know. I just I, I don't I, I don't I guess I don't understand what because it's obviously I think that the end of that episode is incredibly powerful as is. So I don't really see what you're what you're aiming for here. Maybe not in that episode, but the it's basically what you're saying of like if it, if Finn had killed others a little bit earlier just mm. so that there was the pacing is just so rapid with this. Yeah. It's not quite as believable. Yeah, it, yeah. that's just it. And it's not a huge flaw, as a matter of fact, at yeah. the end of the day. It's super poignant. Yeah. Well, the thing is, so I, I I agree and I disagree with you, because I think that maybe the pace of, of this episode, you know, where he executes the grounder, that and the tort, like, he should have just tortured the guy, I think. I think that Murphy should have executed him or something. Be, or, like, they could have still had the moment where he wants to execute him or whatever, mm -hmm. but, like, I think he should have just tortured him. Because the thing is, at the village, I think he literally snaps. And so I don't need that to be built up, really. Because I really I don't think, like, he meant to do that. You know, like, so, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. No, that would have been great, too. Yeah. It's but just, yeah, it feels like there's a weird in between. Especially because the, the executing here, I don't even think I really understand. Because they're like, well, what if he tells people? Well, um lock him up, bring him with you. Like, there's lots of other options. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Um, All right. But let's talk uh, a little bit more about Indra and Octavia. They work together to fight Reapers. Um, they end up saving Nyko, but not Lincoln. Anything you want to say about Indra at all? Or I like seeing a ruthless, another ruthless grounder, because they yeah. keep kind of dying. Because mm -hmm. yeah. it's like... What was the name of the guy? Tristan. <laughs> have a name from last season. Ryan. <laughs> was that his name? <laughs> Who was Ryan? I don't remember he, he Ryan. He came to Anya being like, I have message from the commander. Oh. <laughs> Wasn't his name Ryan? Did I make that up? I, I can't. I think you might be combining. You're, I think that Ryan was a character in uh, Princess Bride and you were like, why is there a character? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, why is his name Ryan? But he also had a weird name where I was like, this feels out of place. They now need an, uh, a side grounder named Ryan. Ryan yeah, again. but all I'm saying is the ruthless ones keep getting killed and it's cool that Kendra, yeah. so Sticks far around. anyway, yeah. is still around and being a badass. Yeah. Um, and it's terrifying, by the way. Like, I would not want to face this woman. Yeah, seriously. Like, she's my... It, elementary school kind of worst nightmare <laughs> like I, my third grade she reminds me of my third grade teacher who i kind of was terrified of Jeez. yeah that's scary yeah right <laughs> childhood flashbacks uh switching gears entirely we have this uh art a little art romance with gasper and maya i mean again just cute um monty is worried about clark 
And uh, Maya says that Clark's in the psych ward. So this is still when you're not really sure what Maya's deal is, you know, like whether she can be trusted or not. Uh, anything you want to say about all that or should we move on? I like the fact that they have a psych ward. Yeah, no, that's cool. I don't know. <laughs> Just a little bit more world building. It's yeah. a realistic thing that like people aren't going to be mentally healthy necessarily, especially yeah. if they're underground <laughs> yeah. for generations. <laughs> Um, so then we end the episode with another big cliffhanger involving the Mountain Men. As far as, uh, Lincoln is, you know, he's captured and we have Harvest or Cerberus program. Uh, both words are cool. <laughs> and, um, yeah, so he gets part, he's part of the Cerberus program. And we mm-hmm. lead into episode 204, Many Happy Returns. Um, can I just say, I mean, the Harvest was pretty straightforward what that yeah. was going to be for. <laughs> Cerberus, no idea. Yeah, no, good stuff. <laughs> all right so this first plot line of 204 i'm calling the dead zone uh we have jaha and zoran i think that's his name um zoran. Something i don't know like if it's that. zoran yeah probably zoran um so we have these <laughs> alien <laughs> we have these new um terms dropped on us we have the dead zone and the city of light um which you know keep getting little name drops here and there as we go on um Maybe there'll be more about that later. Yeah. <laughs> surprise, surprise. Um, and we hear, you know, so Zor- Zoran is disfigured. And we hear from his mom about, like, how, you know, we talked already about how they were abandoned as babies if they had disfigurement, but she wouldn't do it. And we get this interesting moment of God talking about how he picked his people over his son and uh, how he regrets that and everything. I do, I, I feel like, do you feel like it's almost like, too late that they never really explained why Wells went to the ground. Yeah, <laughs> I'm trying to remember <laughs> if there's a line dropped that I guess forgot about, and, I'm, and I feel like it might be brought up later. Um, but it feels like at this point I should know if if I for, if I'm not forgetting a line. Mm. Mm. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I really like this plot line. We have, it ends with, uh, you know, Zoran's family basically trades Yaha for a horse. You know, they betray him, but, you know, they feel kind of bad about it. And, you know, Zoran is very upset about it. It's really good world building, I think. And it's a great story for Yaha and how he's just very resigned to it and understanding of what they're doing. And, you know, his connection with Zoran, I think, is great. Uh, I'm a yeah. really big fan. I, I love, like... <laughs> When shows remind me of Avatar The Last Airbender, I'm a really big <laughs> fan of that. <laughs> because, uh, um, yeah, that show, like, raised a lot of shows to a new status quo, so. Yeah. I mean, I just, uh, it's something about this plot line. It just feels like an animated epic, and I, I really like it, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I want to see more of them, but I feel like we're not gonna, at least not yet. That's maybe a bit too much of a coincidence mm. by the end of season two. So Anya and Clark. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> um, so Anya's bringing her to the commander to tell about the mountain men. Uh, we have a lot of cool moments throughout this. We have Anya biting out her tracker. We have Clark stabbing her with a dart. Um, we have their badass fight at the dropship. Oh my gosh. Uh, can we talk about this for another 20 minutes? <laughs> like, oh my god. What this do you is, 
I I love it. It's just you never know what's gonna happen. What's mm-hmm. next? Keep using this word, but at your seat. Yeah. Um, they, they ch- keep changing. Who's in charge? Yeah. Duh, they're mm-hmm. so awesome. I miss you, Anya. <laughs> and I, I mean, I think that that fight is like definitely my favorite action scene to date, uh, at least of, of what we've seen. I just thought it was a really brutal, great fight. They're both so disgusting and feral, and just like seeing Clark, you know, hold their own is awesome. And uh, you know, just a really awesome scene ending with the helium balloon and them going to the camp. And then, Ugh. and then, bye, bye, Anya. Oh God, it was so good. Yeah, it's like finally a moment of hopefulness, and yeah. no, it's shot literally shot down. <laughs> yeah, I am such a fan of this storyline. Uh, this is this has got to be one of my favorite episodes. The combination of the of the dead zone plotline with the Anya stuff is just really, really awesome. It's the perfect mix of yeah. fast paced. And taking its time with developing characters and story, mm-hmm. just uh, no complaints. Uh, what can I say? I really, I really can't complain about it. Yeah, I miss Anya, but it was a great moment. It was, so. it was ne- like, yeah, the perfect cap. Yeah. Uh, so we got Bellamy, Finn, and Murphy. Um, they find a destroyed Ark station uh, that had a bad landing. They find this random girl who, throughout this whole episode, I was like. Does she come back? I can't even remember if this girl is at all important, but I think she's just like the MacGuffin for the episode. Um, and we have Sterling, who I didn't even know his name until he died, dying. <laughs> um, who apparently is my save. Yeah. Uh, how do you... So Finn also is very cutthroat in this thing as far as he wants to leave them behind. This, I think, is fine. Yeah, me too. I yeah. have... It makes sense. Yeah, I think I, I'm on board with this. Um, because it's actually, this is he... actually this is what I was talking about, Noah, and I kind of forgot about it mm. of like showing him turning his back a little bit on yeah. his own people. Yeah, not just attacking an outward enemy of, but choosing Clark over his own. Yeah. So now the part of this plotline um, that's interesting, and that I'm kind of for and against is that Murphy basically saves Balmy's life here. You know, grabbing onto the rope and pulling him up. This was a vital moment in that it helps you be like, okay, then I guess I can actually be at ease with Murphy a little bit. Like, maybe he actually is turning over a new leaf and isn't just a traitor, you know, and isn't just planning another attack. So I feel like that's important. At the same time, I don't know that I buy it. Um, hmm. Yeah. I mean, or you could look at it as, a dr- like, he is now a new person, or at least an overall different person. Yeah. And he doesn't want to be seen and outcast yeah. again. I did forget a, a major aspect of Murphy's journey, um, which is, so not only was he hanged, he was then cast out for being upset that he was hanged, basically. I mean, like, he went too far with it, but he was then cast out and then tortured for days. <laughs> so... I guess his, like, insanity level can be explained to a degree, and then now, like, when he survived, where he didn't think he was going to survive, he's turning over a new leaf. It kind like, here's the thing, like, it's it's good enough. There, I can understand someone being like, this is too much of a switch, but to me, it's like, there's enough of a thing there where I'm like, okay, you know. Yeah, me too. Yeah. 
we have Octavia and Belle reuniting. We have her using the horn to save them. Great moment. Um, kind of, it kind of feels like, you know, even at this moment with the whole Lincoln thing, like on off, on off of us yeah. knowing, like he's alive, he's dead, he's going <laughs> to be reunited with her. He isn't. Da da da. Not that I thought he would have an on-screen death, you know, mm. a couple, uh, an off-screen death, excuse yeah. me, a couple episodes ago. But anyway, um, it's like she's learned so much from him. Yeah. And he's passed on so much to her that she really feels like a bridge yeah. between the two camps as well. And this is another thing where it would have been nice if they would structured season one a little differently as far as he should have had more time with him. Mm-hmm. As far as it doesn't really make sense that he can fight. But like they had that one scene where they fought for half a second and then had sex. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but again, you know, I like where we're at now. I can let it go. Movie magic. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on. So, you know, Belle and Octavia go off with the two injured girls, and Finn and Murphy go off to fight their upsetting battle. Mm. Um, I would not call it a battle. <laughs> that's true. Um, Raven stuff. Uh, dealing with her leg brace, connecting with Wick, um, who at the time I'm pretty sure I thought was a brand new character also. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> Because I totally did not remember him from that one episode. Yeah, fair. Um, I like that they, you know, there's some sort of rushed forced stuff here as far as building a little bit of romantic tension and stuff. Uh, but it helps that they have a backstory that we just haven't seen. Mm-hmm. Um, that it isn't, you know, starting it from the beginning. That And that, that whole back and forth with the mechanic versus the engineer uh, makes sense and is fun. What did you think about Wick and all that stuff? I mean, it's fun, but mm. with everything else that's going on in this episode and kind of yeah. the, t- the tone of the show, yeah, it just felt a bit too slow. And yeah. maybe, again, I still really like this episode. Mm. So it's not, these aren't like heavy complaints that I'm making. Yeah. And again, I liked seeing Raven struggle with having to yeah. not be, you know, things aren't going to go perfectly for her and yeah. she has to accept new things. But then it's kind of dropped. Yeah. The brace is too good. Yeah. The brace <laughs> is too good. And, like you and... brought up the point of like, well, maybe she can't really run with it. And I'm like, but I haven't seen that. As yeah. a matter of fact, I totally forgot she wore a brace. Yeah. In the next couple episodes. Yeah, so that that's a bit of a problem, and I, I honestly can't remember how much it continues on in the, in the next date. I think it comes back up more, but y- the fact that it is pretty much dropped to the next five or whatever episodes is a bummer, especially because I think the moment where he wants to climb up the radio tower and can't is a phenomenal moment, a great character moment, a great acting moment, you mm. know, and so it's a bummer we don't get more of that. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, but I do like Wick. I'm a fan. You know, I was a yeah, little, little no, pushed, no with him. but um, but I think that it gets better. Sarcastic and, uh, mofo. Yeah. <laughs> and it's great. Again, you we always talk about, like, the setting up a gun at the beginning and having it go off by the end. The helium joke leading to the balloon, you know, good setup <laughs> and all that stuff. Um, all right. 205, Human Trials. All these, all these titles. <laughs> eh, every show does it. Yeah. 
So, Clark and Abby reunite for the first time since episode one. Oh my gosh, I was so worried that this was going to be drawn out mm. and, like, their reunion was going to be put <laughs> off until maybe halfway through the episode <laughs> and I'd be sitting there frustrated. <laughs> like, she's in the same camp as her mother, can't you? <laughs> God! But no, they, they solved that immediately, so that yeah. was nice. Appreciated. Yeah. And uh, Eliza Taylor is allowed to show off that she is a much better actress than that pilot uh, made you think, because she has a great moment of breaking down with her mom there. Mm-hmm. Um, real, really a big fan of her. You know, she's talking about how I thought you were dead. I thought they were dead. You know, all that stuff. Yeah. And it's important because she's in so nonstop um, up and throughout the season until this moment. So yeah. Great moment. It was very sweet, and she she definitely it was not pleasant looking at her. Mm, you know, yeah. she was covered in yeah. mud and dirt. <laughs> yeah, uh, and then she has a couple more reunions. She has the Raven reunion and Octavia reunion, but those aren't the ones that really matter. <laughs> no, they're not. <laughs> oh man, sorry, I'm fine. I'm fine. All aboard the ship, though. Yeah, and so now that Finn is gone. I can uh, yeah, so the big Bellamy uh, run hug um, and Octavia saying, that's something I never thought I'd see. <laughs> Great moment for her. You're so cute. Uh, <laughs> like, they're messed up, but they're cute, but everyone yeah. on this show is messed up. <laughs> and, and, you know, I, I tweeted this, but it's it's so rare when Clark smiles, and he has, like, a nice smile, that it's like, thank you for doing this once every ten episodes. <laughs> <laughs> Agreed. Um... Yeah, no, it's, it's a great moment. It's a great ship moment. I will say the one negative thing about this. I do have one negative thing. I don't want to hear it. As much as I love it, it kind of bugs me how much she's like, are Bellamy and Finn okay? Are Bell- and she's she like, you mean, almost- you mean prior oh, to this. Oh, before, okay. Yeah, oh, the fact, the combination of of both the repeated asking about those two and not really mentioning Octavia or Raven and then also like super running to Bellamy and then like barely <laughs> acknowledging Octavia. <laughs> like, I mean, I, I love the ship and it was a great moment, but everything, but it's also just kind of like, okay, <laughs> but <laughs> love the ship though. Moving on. <laughs> yeah. I'm not willing to talk about the negative. <laughs> um, Okay, so, and then we have Abby saying they can't afford, he's playing the cane role now, and saying they mm-hmm. can't afford to send people after Finn, um, and so then Clark, Bellamy, and Octavia, who Bellamy is now treating like an equal, which is nice. Yay! Um, I'm glad, again, if, if, if this season had continued with, um, like, the same... Setup. Yeah, yeah, the same thing as season one, that would not have been very interesting, so... Yeah. So that was a great moment, I think. Right, mm-hmm. A little understated moment of them all going off to... And then Raven getting rid of the electric fence and them going off to get Finn. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we have stuff with Kane in this episode. A few little things. He plants his mom's tree, which is so sweet and small. Yeah, and I'm nice. glad that wasn't forgotten. Yeah, really good moment. Um, and then, you know, we have this sort of like... Kane is almost like a Jesus figure or something. I don't even know. He's just like so like purely like I will sacrifice myself. I will walk into a trap. I will put my weapon down. Like, um, I mean, I love Kane, but it, it to some degrees it's like a little crazy. Yeah, <laughs> but um, I see what you're saying. yeah, 
but uh you know it's definitely a powerful statement and and then the cool reveal of him being in the same jail with gaha and that and that uh mbta not mbta the subway station um is great mm-hmm. yeah uh gosh <laughs> were you expecting gaha then not at that moment yeah no i didn't expect him to reunite with kane i was like oh yeah. he'll get I, I didn't think it would be this early i thought i honestly thought it would be like back half of season two yeah well so now it's one of those things i talk about the little things you have to kind of let go of um the amount of movement that people can do in a single episode is a little crazy and i'm like how close is this dead this desert to this total not desert <laughs> you know like it seems a little crazy but i'll let it go <laughs> Mm-hmm. Cause especially because we don't know exactly the timeline of when Jaha was where and everything, but mm-hmm. um, all right, Finn and Monty, Fern and Murphy, not Finn and Monty. That would be an interesting pairing. Um, Finn and Monty, yeah, <laughs> ar- arguably. <laughs> so the stuff. Yeah. The... First, they burn the food of the ground, oh, which was not a good sign. <laughs> then they hold the guy hostage. Um, which is, I'm glad that, that Nico is here for this. Yeah, um, it connected stuff together. Yeah, um, then they find the clothes from the weird mountain men stripper people. <laughs> um. Why do you have to make them <laughs> naked? Then, um, uh, so we have this, this really crazy role reversal of Murphy trying to reason with Finn. We have Finn pointing a gun at this innocent girl. Um. Oof. Then we have that one old guy tries to run away, Ugh. and shit goes crazy. Finn, why? <sighs> I, uh, I, it just def- I deflated after that. Yeah. It's like, why did you have to do that? But I mean, obviously, it, it, it succeeded in what it wanted to, and then Clark coming in after that. Yeah. Oh gosh. And that... and him him smiling. Oh, it was so twisted. Uh, it was so, so twisted. I absolutely f- adore. Yeah, no. <laughs> this scene. Messed up people. Yes. <laughs> um so dark. So much darker than I ever thought the show would go. Holy fuck, this is dark. Um unfortunately, as strong as this moment is, it does not get the response it deserves, in my opinion. And I think this is potentially controversial. I don't know if other people agree with me. What do you mean? I, I. So this is the part of the Finn thing that I really have trouble with, which is the way a lot of the characters react to what he did is awful, in my opinion. It's 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 bad writing. It's bad characterization. I hate it. Like it, it just the fact. Uh, they are way too understanding. Mm-hmm. I, I, I just, uh, I mean, uh, I, and I, I like there. I, there's some things that I like. I, I never have an issue with Raven because of their backstory. I know I, right. Clark. Clark is okay at times and is like at least a little apprehensive. But when we have like Bellamy standing by him throughout all of this, I'm like Bellamy, you are smarter than this. Like it's yeah. He honestly shouldn't have survived three more episodes. Like, he just massacred 18 people, including women and children and old people. Like, holy crap. Like, we, I mean, basically, like, I don't know. I mean, at least they somewhat bring up war crimes later. But they like, do. I mean, it, this is... <laughs> this is... Yeah. Yeah, I know I'm not going to say the word I'm thinking of saying, but... Yeah. <laughs> 
it's bad. It's definitely war crimes is definitely yeah. an apt term. Yeah, it's I the fact that that the council not only or whoever the new Abby people, you know, Abby lets him go and is like, well, he was looking for his friends. Like mm-hmm. it's they don't have him handcuffed. They give him a gun again. Like, what are you doing? Like, I don't. I, I mean, like, I know they wanted to drag this out a little bit and didn't want to, like, immediately kill him after this. Mm-hmm. But, like, I honestly think it could be one episode less. Like, two episodes, okay. but And, like, there's a lot of great things. Again, I love the way he eventually dies. I love a lot of this stuff. Um, mm-hmm. But we're going to have... I have a lot of things written down here where people say things, and I'm like, you're an idiot. <laughs> but, um... Yeah, no, that was... That was dumb. But in yeah. this episode, without knowing that yeah. that's going to be the follow-up to it, it was it was all just so hard to watch, and I was I kept waiting for it to stop. Yeah, yeah, it's and, crazy. And just the look on Clark's face after it, like she yeah. was looking at a stranger. Yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah. Oh, so again, this, th- this is the whole thing. You know, I I. I feel bad I threw out the words awful writing. Uh, I mean, I think there's a lot of amazing things here, so I don't want to, like, come off too harsh on it. But it was a sigh of relief for me, honestly, the first time I was walking this season when he actually was dead and I could just move on from this because the way people were acting was really bothering me. Yeah. Um, But the Cerberus program, another fun little thing that happens. Fun is an interesting <laughs> word to use for that. <laughs> so, uh, chemical and auditory conditioning and addictions and red, awful chemical things and Lincoln becoming a psycho. Like, and... super drugs. <laughs> yeah. And uh, the moment that they make them fight over the drug, um, awesome. Oh, yeah. that's great. I love the whole... You know, figuring out what they were doing with the conditioning, mm. with uh, with the uh, sonic device, beeping, or yeah, whatever it is. Yeah. What am I trying? To, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. The high pitched. I call it. I call it a sonic device. That's what I'm calling. <laughs> this isn't freaking Doctor Who. But yeah. <laughs> Gosh. Yeah. And then trigger. Yeah, oh, it's so. It was. Oh, poor Lincoln. Yeah. Lincoln does not catch a break on. Yeah, he really doesn't. Um really creepy uh i mean i think the actor who plays cage is kind of perfect in his creepiness yeah um and the one thing i'm a little uneasy about with this is that they that it does almost feel like they're making the black guy into a slave which is kind of weird um but there aren't just black reapers it's just the one that we're seeing so it's it's the symptom of it being lincoln yeah yeah (laughs) So I I'll I can look over that, but I do feel like I at least need to point it out as a That's potential fair. That's thing. That's very yeah. fair. Um, I mean, to me, it's worth it personally, but I'm not a black person, so you know, like yeah, it's hard to yeah, can't speak for that. Yeah. But gosh, it's but it's just this thing like a character that we are familiar with who has done so much good, mm-hmm. arguably for people who he had no reason to do good for. Yeah. Um, and just to see him suffer because of that over and over and over again. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> um, so we do get introduced to Cage, and we find out he's Dante's son, and he's the head of security. Um, I wish that Cage was at least mentioned in the past. Before yeah, I, I feel like I unfortunately, um, 
what's the word I'm looking for? Like colored your viewing of his introduction because I assume I had totally forgotten that this has happened. So I thought that he was introduced in episode one, and I asked you if you what you thought of him. Um, yeah, you fucked up. Yeah, so I kind of <laughs> screwed up there. I, I, but I honestly don't think that my opinion would have been different because I had yeah. that same issue with Diana. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's we knew we had to know that there were other forces going on in this, and I do think it's kind of fun in a way how they subtly throw in him calling him dad, um, you know. But I I can see it both ways, I guess. I don't know. At this point, we could still think that it was Dante. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Behind more of it, or just the doctor or anything so yeah no i just wanted to have mention of like well you might meet my son later like yeah, yeah. just something so that he wouldn't be again this kind of villainous person out of the blue mm. i can understand that um so generally with the mountain weather plotline this week we have uh dante telling jasper that clark ran away and that he can go after if he wants to uh so monty is like we should do it we have to go after clark but then Maya is exposed to radiation uh, as a leak. Done. And Jasper has to have Maya's blood circulated through his system in order to help her. Um, what does that even mean? See, this is this is one of those things where, like, you're a medical person, so you're going to actually ask questions here. I just take it at face value. <laughs> yeah. but, and that, that helps me. Because, honestly, like... You're probably right. There's a lot of weird, wacky, crazy science here that doesn't make any sense, especially <laughs> especially with blood types never even being mentioned as a possible issue. Um, yeah. But, you know, I guess accepted as face value. And it's I'm, an interesting I'm willing to let it go. <laughs> um, but this is an interesting episode, too. It's important that it, it, at the end it does reveal that Dante had ex- it, it ordered that they not do any experiments on the kids and that it does begin to feel clear that maybe Dante's not what you assumed he was right yeah definitely 206 fog of war ha 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 clever <laughs> title sorry <laughs> so... i need to start point- uh, stop pointing this out <laughs> um you know my first thing is a lot of the finn stuff that i've already sort of mentioned i do like that clark doesn't even know what to say mm-hmm. um but yes bellamy's like well they were at war and people do bad things we've all done things and i'm like you haven't done this <laughs> um and, and also you're still torn up about feeling at fault for killing you know 300 people so I mean, I guess you could say that. You could say, well, he understands because he feels like he killed 300 people, so Finn only killed 18 people. I guess that can be your defense of this behavior. But, I don't know. It just bothers me. He, he, yeah. Like, Bellamy made a mistake or was selfish in a moment of weakness. Like, he didn't gun down old men. <laughs> I don't know. I get what, I still get what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. So there's this pull plot line where they have to destroy a radio tower. Um, Raven, you know, it brings up the old frequency that Monty had talked about, that Mont Weather is jamming the other stations, and they're jamming their radio signal to the other stations. There might be more guards out there, so they have to go find that. Um, we do get the confirmation that it's the Mount Weather that crashed the Exodus ship. Which, again, it's like you could slowly put that together, mm-hmm. but now here's the definitive answer yeah. to that. Um, once again, my issues with Finn, they bring him on this trip. 
well, again, main character, they're not going to leave him behind. Yeah. Oh, my God, though. He just needed... I don't even know. Well, you're uh, also just, in general, super biased against him. I suppose. But I just... I can't believe... At, he literally, a couple days ago, gunned down all these people, and, you, but it, and you're a gun? I don't know. It I, seems crazy. I know what you mean, but at the same time, it's like, well, we are in charge and can keep an eye on him, and uh, clearly... Yes. If he was left behind, he would follow them anyway. I know. I think he should be locked up. <laughs> like, like, he doesn't have to kill him or anything. They've already but he... freed him, so at this yeah. point, that wouldn't make sense. Yes. My point is, I don't think that they should have ever right. freed him. Right. I understand, <laughs> but they did. <laughs> All right. Um, switching gears to Mount Weather for a while. Um, so Gasper's blood is way better than the Grounder's blood for helping them. So Dr. Singh wants to use the other 47 to help them with their stuff. Um, Dante basically, it's an interesting thing because Dante says that if they, if he gave that order to use these kids, he wouldn't deserve to see the ground. Mm-hmm. Uh, which kind of harkens back to some of the stuff they talked about at the beginning of season one. Yeah, like with Abby. Yeah. I like Dante. What can I say? <laughs> I mean... He's doing the best he can for his people. Mm-hmm. He feels like terrible about it, but yeah. I can't say that I dislike him. Yeah. He's had to make difficult choices and he's trying to make the choices keep, you know, keep mm-hmm. it as best he can so he can sleep at night. Yeah. Um and so he tries to get Jasper to inspire people to volunteer, but it's not really working. And then Maya because she finds out that she was exposed to radiation tells them about what they're doing to the grounders. Um, and then th- this is honestly my favorite Ma- favorite Monty moment ever, where Maya says, uh, without the treatments, we would die what we were supposed to do, and Monty just says, die. <laughs> and I like that a lot. Great job, Monty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I man. like Monty. It's yeah. another reason I'd be kind of okay with... Uh, no more Jasper. With Finn. <laughs> Finn. <laughs> Jasper dying more room yeah. for Monty. You can live for your friend. <laughs> Um, so, yeah, Jasper's, like, the only thing we can do is to volunteer. It's the only way we can buy ourselves time until Clark comes. Uh, and then we have Dante threatening Cage, once again, underlying that Dante's not the real villain here. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, that was such an intense standoff. Mm-hmm. All right. Elsewhere, we have... I'm sorry, I'm being such a fangirl. <laughs> no, it's great. Which, <laughs> believe me, is how a lot of my time is spent. <laughs> and I'm sure a lot of our listeners as well. <laughs> I'm one of one of us, one of us. But um, yeah, I feel like maybe my comments aren't so good because I'm just going yes. <laughs> no, I <you're> love. <laughs> well, there's lots to love, uh, including this next storyline with Jaha and Kane and Lexa, and um, you know we get this whole back and forth here with uh, one of them has to kill the other to pay for what Finn did. If they don't, they're both gonna die. Kane, of, of course, is like, "Just kill me." Um, but Gaha, interestingly, uh, you know, takes Lexa and wants to try to have them both survive. You know, have him and Kane both survive. Do you? Does this fit into Gaha's stuff for you? You know, what do you think about this? Yeah, absolutely. Interesting, because I think it's a little weird. Mm, no, I think it makes sense, just okay. because it's this thing of, like, doing whatever it takes for your people to survive. Mm. And before it was sacrifice, but he didn't let Jaha, sa- I mean, he didn't let Kane sacrifice himself. Yeah. And, you know, he's come through to the other side, and I think he's 
after having that revelatory experience of mm. like hallucinating his son and his son wanting him to survive in his mind, knowing yeah. that's what Wells would want for him, he's not going to just lie down and take it anymore. Okay. Okay. I, I, I dig that. I dig that. Um, we so we get the reveal of, of Lexa as the commander. You know, he he totally owns uh, Jaha, and then you know frees Kane and respects him for what he did. But uh, you know, beats the crap out of Jaha apparently. God, so badass. <laughs> what do you think about this whole turn with Lexa and everything? Well, I mean, I definitely didn't think that this girl sitting quietly in the corner was. Mm just going to continue sitting quietly in the corner <laughs> yes um did i know she was the commander no i don't think i did but so you know what's funny here so i actually i i know i definitely never thought he'd be the commander i agree with you that he was probably going to have some kind of reveal but the commander i was not expecting mm-hmm. um on the flip side the way i remembered this scene was actually in my opinion better than what actually happened. When I rewatched it, I was like, oh, this isn't what I thought happened. I thought she was thrown in there as another prisoner. Oh. And I think that that makes more sense than this weird, vague thing of, why don't you watch them and let us know when they've killed each other? Yes, <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, like, because that's the thing. As I remembered it being like, oh, she's just another prisoner. And maybe he was, in my opinion, she was like, my memory, he was already there before they were even thrown in there. Mm-hmm. Um, which, you know, would have made more sense, in my opinion. But it's a little weird that he's just there. Yeah. Um, but, it's not so smooth, but I'm fine yeah. with it. So as far as the episode goes, it's a little weird. But as far as, like, Lex's intelligence, and he overhears what they say, and she wants to be in there in the thick of it herself, you know, getting her hands dirty, I think it's a great introduction to her character. Mm-hmm. I think he seems very strong, great presence as an actress. Um, you know, it's like a great intro to this char- unexpected character, you know. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. So then we have Bellamy and Octavia have some stuff going on. Uh, they leave the rest of the party that's going to the radio um, to try to find an entrance to Mount Weather. Uh, guards come to get them, and uh, then the acid fog comes, so they all run into this parking lot. Um. Then we have this whole thing with this, like, crank radio thing and this, like, Christmas music playing. That was so eerie. Yeah. Um, I don't remember if this aired around Christmas. It must have been somewhat close to Christmas. Um, But (laughs) Considering that they start airing, like, Christmas carols Mm. after Halloween. Yeah. (laughs) In a lot of grocery stores and things like that. That probably would have been fine. Um, I always loved using Christmas music in violent scenes, so I was definitely a big (laughs) fan of this. I also like the garage sort of setting, a very different setting for the show. Um, Great little horror moments here of the Reapers. I I was a big fan of this. You are twisted. Um, and then we have another great Octavia moment as, uh, you know, because Lincoln's one of the Reapers attacking people, and we have uh, Octavia shooting Lincoln in order to protect Bellamy, which, you know, is, is a great moment. Yeah. Mm. Oh, poor Octavia. Poor Lincoln. Mm-hmm. Just all the time having <laughs> to just c- colliding in the worst <laughs> ways <laughs> under yeah. the worst circumstances. Uh, so they eventually capture Lincoln. Um and, I'm glad they did. I'm glad that he didn't just wander off again. Yeah. That would have well, been annoying. 
Okay, it's interesting, because I sort of agree with you. On the flip side, he's only a Reaper for one episode, which is a little weird. Yeah, I mean, an episode and Maybe half, that's but... one of the reasons he's so savable, is because that's true. he hasn't really, yeah, hasn't really been set a long in. time. Yeah. Uh, so then we have some stuff with Finn and Clark. Uh, Finn gets all indignant when people are wary of him having a gun. Which I was like, oh my god, I hate you. He's um, so self-righteous. Yeah. Still, uh, even even after doing this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm thankfully he eventually sort of comes around and realizes all that stuff. But um, they hide in the bunker with the dead body of the guy he executed. Uh, he gives Clark her walk back, and they have kind of this somber scene where she just doesn't even know what to do with it, and he's kind of starting to feel bad about himself. This is okay. Yeah. 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 I didn't mind it. I kind of, I kind of like the fact that they had to be brought back into this bunker. Yeah. No, I like that too. And to face off, face the tr- the first thing mm-hmm. that he did. Yeah. That. Well, also, this is the place where they had sex. And so if you oh, were yeah. watching that episode where they had sex here for the first time and it was romantic and he, they, he gave her painting supplies here and then you thought a year later, this is where we'll be over a dead body and you just murdered a bunch of people. Yikes. Uh, yeah, definitely quite a quite a change of pace. <laughs> um, uh, so Raven cracks the code to, you know, listen to Mount Weather. We find out the acid fog is a weapon, which I thought was pretty cool. I didn't see that coming. Yeah, that was pretty cool. I love that, because yeah. at first we're like, oh, this is a hostile environment. Well, people are making it hostile. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Raven convinces Abby to do what Clark would do and keep listening in rather than blow up the thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have Jaha come back, and he was sent with a message, uh, you know, leave or die. Anything you want to say about that, or should we go on? No, it's just it was a great cliffhanger, and I honestly, again, didn't expect to see Jaha this soon. Mm. Didn't think he was dead, but still didn't. Ex- I thought it would be a little while. Like, I thought he was off getting tortured and mm. stuff like that. Totally, totally. All right, so 207, Long Into the Abyss. Uh, we have Cage and Singh. Uh, they sacrificed a girl, testing to see if she can survive outside. Uh, they need the kid's bone marrow to permanently survive radiation. Uh, so we have this whole scene with Cage showing Dante the outside. He tries to convince him to use the marrow, but he says no. Uh, I thought specifically the scene of the two of them outside was really strong. Oh, definitely. And I wasn't... I was like, oh my god, is is Dante going to turn? This is a pretty convincing yeah, argument. Yeah. But no, he's still held... Yeah. To his convictions, at least. Yeah. Maybe they're starting to give way a little bit mm. as we are looking at, you know, him looking at the flower he took. Just going yeah. back to the girl that they're using as a test, one yeah. of their own. That was so hard yep. to see. Like, it felt so twisted. Quite a horrific dark. opening. Yeah. Yeah. No. And at first, I didn't really understand what I was seeing because it's like, oh, it's a dream sequence for someone I haven't seen before, mm. and oh, nightmare sequence yeah. turned reality. And then we we bookend it with another girl getting her bone marrow attacked with Harper. Um, oh, gosh. So yeah, I I do Why remember. Why didn't they anesthetize her? Oh, <laughs> mean. Yeah. <laughs> well, they are like evil genius people. <laughs> Uh, I know, and I understand <laughs> they wouldn't waste it on someone they're killing, but yeah, it's still gross. 
So over at Camp Jaha, we have uh, back and forth between Ab- Abby and Jaha. Um, she wants to stay so they can still get the other 47, but he's like, we should just let the grounders have their land. We have to move on. It's interesting because it's very reminiscent of the argument at the end of uh, uh, you know, the finale of season one mm-hmm. uh, with you know Abby sort of being in the Bellamy role, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I So I, I liked this. The tension of who's the chancellor, you know, it leads into this mutiny moment. Um, and, you know, is is Jaha going to seize control or does Byrne, you know, stay with Abby? And uh, I liked that he stuck with Abby and that we have this very different mm-hmm. turn for Jaha. What do you think about this? Yeah, I mean, again, it also brought complexity to Byrne because I wasn't mm. sure which way it would go. Um, she's so... You know, so orderly, and you'd think that Jaha is true order, but no, it's Abby and the face-off. It was it was a wonderfully tense moment. Did I think it would happen? Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. It, by no means. It kind of again turned Jaha slightly. I wouldn't say villainous, but yeah. antagonistic. Yeah, in a way that we really haven't seen almost ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah, great acting. You know, I'm a fan. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I have I really have no complaints about this scene. Yeah. Uh, so then we have stuff with Lincoln as a Reaper. He escapes his bond, knocks out, you know, attack, starts attacking people. Octavia, again, knocks him out. Uh, good stuff for her. Uh, we have Nico coming, trying to help, but then he, like, tries to kill Lincoln to sort of, you know, as a mercy kill. Uh, then he also tries to attack Finn, which I thought was a great moment. Um, not much more to say there. No, no, but I, I, I also liked how Clark swooped in and was smart and on her feet and was like no 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 <laughs> you're not gonna do that for the mercy kill yeah yeah, yeah. yeah but yeah, i like good. that that's in their culture as well to be yeah. just it, the combination of the two cultures but also one being in a way more hopeful but the other one just being more realistic yeah it's also interesting so we have him this moment with nika we have the moment earlier with anya and then it all culminates in Clark doing the same thing and killing Finn, which I think is interesting. It's sort of like building set up there. Mm-hmm. Um, just cool little moments. Um, all right. So then we have Clark meeting Lexa for the first time. It's a big moment. Um, <laughs> we have, you know, she's saying, you're the one who burned 300 of my warriors. And you're the, and then, you know, Clark's like, well, they want to come here to kill us. You're the one who sent them to kill us. Um they bring up Anya. I thought that was a nice little moment. I had totally forgotten that she was on that she was Anya's second. So yeah, we definitely need an explanation for why this uh, not even you know she's should be lesser than Anya, not higher than Anya. Yeah, so. <laughs> I, I need uh, to understand. <laughs> no, and in some ways, I, I can understand definitely understand wanting to know, and I honestly don't remember if we know or not. Um, but in some ways it's kind of cool that it's mysterious. It's like, what did he do? Do they have some sort of cultural reason why he was chosen mm-hmm. all that stuff? Um, yeah. Absolutely. I'm, I'm excited to find out more. Yeah. Um, Clark offers to help, um, them fight Mount Weather and says so he can turn Reapers back into men. So she wants to, so, you know, she's like, okay, show me Lincoln, show me that you can do it. Uh, there's a great tension building moment of Abby, you know, trying to save him, but you know, as they come and she can't do it. And did you see the defibrillator thing coming? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, well, Lincoln is not going to die because that yeah. will ruin everything for everyone. Like yeah. he's going to come back somehow. And, um, I actually, I thought it would happen sooner. Yeah. 
but I mean, I'm fine with when it did happen mm. because the tension was yeah. built in, building so much, and I'm glad it happened in front of Alexa too. Yeah, and um, you know, it all culminates with you have to give me Finn if you want a truce, which I thought was a great another great end to an episode. Ooh, shivers. Yeah. I mean, I saw it coming <laughs> as well, but yeah. it makes sense because he should be <laughs> traded. Yes. Like these yep. are people, blood for blood. Like it makes yeah. sense. They are not going to let this just go just because you can maybe bring people back yeah definitely it's very there's a very important moment mm-hmm. elsewhere we have mount weather people trying to break into dante's office and succeeding yes and uh i wrote here stereotypes abound as the asian is good with computers the black is a thief and the white guy's the mastermind <laughs> just saying I mean, you're not wrong. Yeah, uh, yes. Especially when they, they outline... When I say you're not wrong, I don't yeah. mean that you're not wrong, that the stereotypes are accurate, because they're stereotypes, yeah. but I just yeah. mean you're not wrong for pointing that out as a stereotype. Yeah. Well, just because they, they kind of, like, outright... They're like, well, Monty's good with computers, and and uh, Miller's <laughs> a thief, and girl, you can go stand walk over here. <laughs> <laughs> Particularly, I mean, I think the show has a lot of positive moments for the representation, but... This is not one of my favorites. Um, no, yeah. but at the same time, it's like, well, Monty is good. <laughs> like, yeah. they set it up. What can you say? Yeah. Did they set up a stereotype? Yes, they did. Why not switch? Why isn't Monty Jasper? <laughs> yeah. I don't yeah. know the actor's names. I'm sorry. But yeah. why isn't the actor who plays Monty playing Jasper and the actor who's playing Jasper playing Monty? Yeah. Well, the thing is that. Jasper also seems like he's good with computers, from what we, or at least good with I, something. I don't really know what he's good at. Jasper's a bit of a Mary Sue. To a degree. I to a degree, sort of... I I use that I mean, very very. I actually mm. I disagree with you. The more I think about it, because he's he can be cowardly. He is kind of like he totally gets taken in by the Mount Weather people and is totally kind of like an idiot who like lets all this stuff happen to Clark because he wants a girl. You know, like, he makes enough mistakes and is enough of a screw-up that I, I wouldn't call him Mary fair, Sue. Fair enough. Yeah, because yeah, that is the characteristic of Mary yeah. Sue, of, like, no, perfect in every... Like, yeah. <laughs> perfect. Um, solves every problem and is great at everything. But, yeah. I mean, I, I still harbor resentment that the characteristics that they'd seemingly given Monty in season one, yeah. they all of a sudden started popping up in Jasper as well. Yeah. Alright, so the only real thing that comes out of this plot line is they find out that, that uh, Mount Weather knows the Ark is on the ground and that everybody's alive, blah, blah, blah. And that they've been lied to. Ooh. Well, they already knew that. Because... Well, shush. <laughs> <laughs> they know more. Yeah. Alright, 208 Spacewalker. So I've been wondering. Yeah. And as soon as I saw this... Title. Title, I was like, alright, so clearly... There's going to be something more to it, mm. uh, more to the thing of, like, Finn being a bad person and we should have known he's bad and doesn't mm. care about people because he wasted three months of oxygen by going on a spacewalk. Yeah. So, here's the thing. He's still, at the end of the day, responsible for three months of yeah. air being lost. Yeah. So Not, not purposefully, but... Mm, no, but... If it had gone correctly, they wouldn't have lost three months of air anyway. Yeah. Well, I don't know what you're saying. Like, if not for the breach, yeah, then they wouldn't have lost all that oxygen. Yeah. So it was an accident. 
it wasn't it was an accident, but yeah. at the same time, it's just you know it wouldn't have happened. That accident wouldn't have happened if he didn't make that choice. Exactly, to do that. Yeah. like you wouldn't have you you don't risk letting something yeah. like that happen if you don't do it. Yeah, I suppose, but I mean that's I don't think he's a bad person. I think he's a kid who is rec- like reckless and is the same kind of thing as when a you know you're driving around recklessly without a license or something. You know, like I don't know. Right, and if you kill someone doing that, you still have to pay for it. Yeah, oh you yeah, were dumb sure. enough to make the decision to yeah, endanger yeah. people's lives with it. Yeah, like I I don't, I don't forgive recklessness very. Yeah. Yeah. Like you think that you, this whole thing of yeah yeah oh you're young you're young well then it comes to the point of trying to think. Clearly. I mean, on the flip side, Raven is like, like obviously good enough to do this and is intelligent enough that that this could have gone that probably could have gone fine. It really was just a freak accident. It so like was, but you are risking a freak accident. I suppose, but that that the argument could be made that the next person that went probably would have had the same thing happen to them anyway. Right, but they were allowed to do that in the first place, and arguably they were more trained. Again, if Raven was on the other side, maybe she yeah. would have been able to do more that would have prevented it. Right. Like, there's a reason professionals are... <laughs> I don't particularly have a huge issue with I do, doing but this. that's fine. <laughs> okay. It just, it makes me dis... It, it, it's kind of like, if anything, this kind of... Seeing this whole scene mm. and the backstory, oh, it's supposed to make us more feel more tenderly about Finn. It does. It does the opposite for me. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, because I think it's definitely supposed to show, like, oh, look at how good he was, how self-sacrificial oh, no. he was, does and that. now he's it come. It does that. Where I'm like, yeah. oh, he's always he's been so self-sacrificing. Yeah. And you've you tweeted out how my sub- suspicion is, like. Wait, did you tweet that out? I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. About my suspicion of Finn sacrificing himself. At the, yeah, that he would At, turn yeah. himself into the ground. Exactly, which yeah. happened, and I, that's fine. And okay, yeah, he has these self-sacrificing tendencies. But the thing is, I didn't predict that because I knew this. Mm. I predicted this because of the same reason. Yeah. Like, I predicted him sacrificing himself and getting himself blamed instead of Raven. Yeah, because I had already figured that he's the kind of you know person, good-hearted, whatever, that he would both do that for Raven and turn himself into the. So, characters. is your argument that you don't think that the flashbacks helped or were necessary? Exactly. Is that your... See, I, I disagree. We're showing, not telling, which again is a good thing. Yeah, I, I disagree with you because a, I think that it was sort of important reminders um that were i i think vital like even though they might have been things that we sort of knew like we never saw him and raven actually together before That's and i true. think that that was 100 percent necessary to get me totally on board with everything she was doing in this episode mm-hmm. and to strengthen the tragedy of that and of That's everything true. that went which happened between them i also think it's vitally important to remind because i personally don't have a huge issue with what he did there so to remind you that he was once a good guy a self-sacrificing good person and that it's a real tragedy that he broke like this and that he's that he became what he became mm-hmm. um i think that that was important like, even though you already know it obviously from early on we knew he was used to be a good guy but to like underline that fact within the same episode mm-hmm. um i think was important Yeah, I mean, you're definitely right. I think maybe in a way I've been thinking about this too much from Finn's perspective and not enough from Raven's. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, coming from Raven's perspective, it is – that's where the real tragedy is. Yeah, because that's – the thing is that I – 
you know, I, I've been saying I had issue with, issues with the way a lot of people reacted to him doing what he did, but I really don't have an issue with Raven because of these flashbacks. Like, if these weren't here, I might have had an issue with how strongly Raven was willing to do whatever he could for a kid to kill 18 people. Mm-hmm. But, but this was important for reminding me why and making me... Because honestly, like... I, Yes, Clark likes him, and yes, they shared a moment, and yes, it's probably been, like, a couple months or something. I don't even really know the time for line at this point. But, like, it's been a while, but yeah. he, but Raven grew up with him. Yeah. And So, you know, again, it, from that perspective, it's definitely different, and that's yeah. where the story really lies and what ties the episode together. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. at the end of the day, I'm I'm fine with it. Again, I'm, fi- I'm happy the flashbacks show... Yeah. Just so that we're not told, like, hey, Finn sacrificed me once. Don't let it happen again. Yeah. You know, don't let him do it for us again. I'm glad we didn't see that. But at the same yeah. time, eh. Yeah. No, I, I, I don't, I don't. Disagree. It doesn't make me like Finn more. Okay. It, if anything, I'm like, yeah, now he needs to sacrifice himself. <laughs> he needs to die. <laughs> like, he he's the kind die. of person who sacrifices, and that's yeah. it. Well, that's the thing. So, like, you had said, you had told me that you were guessing he would self-sacrifice, and I totally also. I mean, I think it's, I think it's pretty telegraphed that he's going to. Yeah, but yeah. I think that, but I think that's the important thing that's like, purposely telegraphed because then they'll think they'll make you, they make you think that's the twist, and that isn't. That's not the important moment at all. That's not the climactic no, thing at all. It isn't. And uh, the twist of Clark, you know. Actually, you know, she goes there to kill Lexa, quote unquote, maybe. I mean, that's what Raven wants, and that she she kills Finn, and that we have, you know, Finn was such a, in so many ways when he was started out, this the stereotypical love interest, and we have the protagonist killing her love interest uh, out of tenderness. I think is such a powerful, different, unexpected moment. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, a very important character moment for her, and a good end to him. And we can move on. Um, let me see. What else do we... So we obviously skipped around here. Let me see if there's anything else I want to talk about. We have both Clark and Raven sort of blaming Murphy or wanting to use Murphy for everything. Yeah, that's anything? weird. I mean, I could... I, I got the Raven part more. I mean, especially because... Oh, Raven, yeah. Because uh, he shot her and all that stuff, you know. Yeah. But, um... Clark doing it, I, I but I also liked that he kind of called it out, you know. Mm-hmm. I thought I thought that was good that Clark. He's like, you know, if, if you want to blame someone, blame yourself. Um, I thought it was good. Um, I also I wrote Lincoln is the only sane one here. He's like Finn took eighteen lives. He probably deserves to die. Because <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like honestly, like I don't know. I I guess like if it's someone you care about, like if I was in their place, sure. But I guess so can't connect with this that like you're literally willing to sacrifice everybody dying for this guy who killed 18 people yeah (laughs) and i guess i'm so not on board with this mission that it really bothers me Mm -hmm. but i don't know (sighs) but at the same time it makes sense for these characters Mm -hmm. yeah it does make sense for these characters so i'll give you that I did also like the moment of Abby talking to Jaha and being like, I'm not going to send a kid to his death, and him saying we sent a hundred of them. You know, I thought that was a pretty solid moment. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. We have Kane coming back. That was a little, that was a nice little unexpected moment. We hadn't seen him in a while. Oh, yeah. I was wondering when that would happen. I'm <laughs> glad it happened before this break did. Yeah. It would have felt like a loose end. Yeah. Uh, is there anything else we have to say? I, I mean, I like that they 
had Finn apologize to Raven, sort of tying up the whole love triangle thing. And and saying, um, you know, what was it? Like, may we meet again? Or yeah, something? yeah. You know, the traditional... Yeah, maybe may we meet again. Yeah. yeah it was sweet, was and it's kind of nice to see that even though they're on Earth, they're not letting go of that kind of... That culture isn't wiped away. Yeah, definitely. All right. I mean, it's really all about saving Finn, and then they can't... Uh, you know, there's some nice stuff again with Clark and Lexa, and we have you know, Indra and Abby facing off and stuff like that. But there's not a whole lot more to say. I, I think that this was a great, uh, great little mid-season break here of you know Clark killing him. I think that the show, you know, gets better moving forward. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, great moment for Clark who has really come into her own in these eight episodes. I think absolutely. I look, I so look forward to this strong badass mm-hmm. person who now I feel like she's going to have even less like she's going to have an even stronger motivation to keep fighting yeah yeah um oh, I I mean <laughs> and Lex is really great because she could have very easily let them can you know kill feel wronged for that for, for the, mercy the fact kill. that yeah for the yeah. mercy killing for the fact that Clark took away their opportunity for revenge yeah but at the same time, if she had again gotten angry, it would have been a rehash of what we just went through. Of yeah, you know that wouldn't have led anywhere, but it still would have been understandable. The other thing I like here is that uh, we get the beginning tinges of Lincoln talking about how, for the Grounders, Lexa is a much more liberal, radical leader than they've had in the past. Yeah, and sort of these beginning ideas of. You know, not everybody is necessarily on board and that she is that most people would have, you know, attacked Clark or, or not had a truce after the mercy kill. But mm-hmm. she was doing things differently. And I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, it makes me think maybe they I don't know. I, I'm not saying this is a theory, but maybe by having someone young there in mm-hmm. charge, the they to think of new ways of leading their people mm-hmm. to thrive because the old ways weren't working and they we're just surviving instead of thriving. Oh yeah. no! <laughs> Very My good. Little theory. I feel like I should throw one in. I really don't have that yeah. many. <laughs> yeah, I don't really have many theories for the next what's, eight episodes. What's going forward? I mean, so clearly now we have our truce. We have, uh, you know, the we have to have the storming of Mount Weather. And uh... I, do I think everyone's going to make it out? No. <laughs> oh, I think eventually the City of Light is going to come into play somehow. Mmm, intriguing. Just, I wonder what Jaha so will be doing. so annoying sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I think that's pretty much everything, guys. I hope you enjoyed this enlightening episode In- of what did the Hunt. <laughs> <laughs> this enlightening episode. We're so enlightening, and um. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I don't have any funny things to end on, like Clark's boobs anymore. Yay! I mean, <laughs> oh, that's too. Well, bad. I guess I guess the joke of this week is that they strip off everybody's clothes, but um. Yeah, t- try t- turning that into a catchy pun. <laughs> at the end now. All right, thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you next week. Both, uh, I mean, well, at minimum, we'll have the end of season two. Um, I'm not sure what our plan exactly is for when we'll be putting the first season three episode up but i'm getting excited for season three guys I'm and uh, so pumped yeah we'll let you know in the in the next one like what our plan for the season three podcast is and all that jazz 
All right. See you guys next week. See ya.